All right, guys, check it out. Ryan Rising News live. I'm going to make sure that I am live. So let me check my, my other monitor here, see if we're live. You guys are live and you pop in, say hello, share this out, please. Got a lot to say today. Going to be talking about coronavirus, the pandemic going forward. It's already starting to ramp up. Hold on, I need to mute my thing over here. Okay. <coughs> so like I said, please share this out. I'm going to share it. It's an impromptu halfway through the hour in the middle of the day, 2.30 in the afternoon, right? On a Thursday, <coughs> so not the normal time that I go live. So most of the people out there, you guys probably won't even know that I'm live than normal ones who are here, right? So if you do pop in, like I said, uh, make sure you uh, take a look at things here and and uh, listen into what we have to say. Okay, let's start with, <coughs> hold on, I'm going to go over here. <coughs> so when I go over here, I'm going to mute the screen because otherwise, because then now I'm doing it on the same computer, I'm opening up another monitor here, right? So that I can share better because I'm on my phone and on my phone it just wants me to copy, which means I have to go to every site to uh, share it. And... Uh, and I don't want to have to do that. So it's easier for me to share it from the page itself. I just have to find where it is on the page that it's live. Here we are. Here I am. Okay, so like I said, if you are already here, um, please go ahead and, and uh, share this out so we can get some more people involved, right? I'm going to share it out to a bunch of places. A bunch of peoples, right? So we can get... Uh, we can get to um, some people in here. Wait a minute, where are we at here? Okay, so I wanted to come on because they're ramping up. They're talking about COVID-19 around the world, and it's ramping up, and, and they're like, it's a second wave. The whole thing is is planned, right? Um, but I wanted to tell you something that they're not telling you. They, they are in certain places, but they're going to try and not tell you, uh, is that, the coronavirus has apparently mutated, um, and some of you, you know, maybe I shouldn't lead off with this because if I'm leading off with it, then uh, some of you guys will miss it because you're going to come in late. So I'll reiterate again later on um, as we go, okay? So we're coming up on, let's do this, and then I'll, I'll come back to it later. But I want to talk about the coronavirus because it's very important. That's one of the reasons why, the main reason why I came on here. So... Um, especially for those of you who are coming from the group COVID-19 uh, false flag. You guys need to hear this because I want you guys to spread this around. You guys need to tell everybody. And you guys may already know this stuff, right? You guys may already know this stuff. And if you do, then, um, you know, make sure that you're sharing it out, right? So we're, what, are we five days away from the election over here in the United States? So, of course, it's getting crazier and crazier, and the Democrats are running purely on COVID-19 now trying to say that the, the president totally gave up and, you know, because um, one of the guys in the in the White House in the cabinet said, we're not going to try and control the virus, which um, we, we shouldn't have from the beginning. And even the experienced um, um, people, once the fear, okay, let me explain what happened, because I did the math too, and I wasn't telling anybody anything, just like the president wasn't, 
All right, I'm a scientist. So when when COVID first hit the United States, okay, we weren't getting any real data from China, other than they were having a lot of things going on. They hid, uh, tried to hide most of uh, what happened over there to them. They to this day aren't reporting any new cases, and they just reported a couple. Uh, and in the beginning, when it was really bad, uh, when they didn't tell the world about it, it was because, truthfully, it happened right around the same time that the Democrats started their impeachment proceedings on the President of the United States. So everybody over here was interested in that. As I remember saying, my brother, actually, we talked about this before, I have. My brother told me, no, dude, it started in September, man. And I went back and looked, and he was right. It started in September in China, but we didn't really hear about it over here until... Um, November and December, and even then, not very many people were paying attention. I remember saying to the television out loud, there's a pandemic plague going on in China, and it's going to get over here to the United States, and all everybody on the news is talking about is impeaching Donald Trump. They're not talking about, they're not paying attention to uh, this this plague that is that is going on around the world. Okay, And then it started to hit everywhere, and it started to hit here. So January was when it started hitting here. Now, the numbers that were crunching in January were insanely high. And that was to project out from there of what would happen. Those numbers were at like 10% or above death ratio. That's insane. That's like a global killer. Okay. So I was scared because we were looking at millions dead millions dead like 250 million dead just in the united states okay those were the numbers in the beginning that's how crazy and scary it was right so i didn't tell anybody either and was telling people don't worry about it it's going to be okay lying because the numbers said we're going to fucking die pardon my language okay so that's just crazy. So, you know, that was the concern at the time. Right? So, there we go. So now, if you guys are in the chat, say hello. Uh, like I said, I'm sharing this out. And I'd love to see you guys share it out. But I'm trying to, like, you know, waste a little bit of time before we get people built up. But the numbers in the beginning of, of COVID-19 in January... <clears throat> said that it was a global killer, so it was pretty scary. So even when my friends and family uh, asked me, you know, is this thing, you know, the end of the world, I said, oh, no, don't worry about it, which I, at the time we believed that it was. Okay, that's no joke. <clears throat> that was with the raw data that was happening at the time because at one point here in the United States, we were only testing people that came into the hospital and seemed to have it, and 40% of those people were dying. So 40% death ratio at that point, that's a global pandemic, global killer, okay? That's, that's like three-quarters of the world's population is going to die, maybe more, except for those people who are, are immune to it because the chaos theory has, you know, there's some people that are just immune to it. And that was what we thought, but then the, then the pattern started to arise that it was only elderly people and people with, pre-existing conditions okay 
obese people with lung issues, heart issues, uh, high blood pressure, people with uh, CPO, COPD, uh, people with, uh, you know, pre-existing diseases, AIDS, um, which, see, they, they don't want to tell you that either. What, what happens with this disease is that it gives you AIDS. AIDS is not only indicative to HIV. AIDS is a condition that happens when your immune system is overwhelmed. Okay? That literally, what does AIDS stand for? Autoimmune di Disorder Syndrome. Okay, that means your immune system becomes so compromised that it can't save you and something else that you have kills you, that you're fighting off. That's actually what that means. But because it was, it was used with uh, HIV so much that HIV gives you AIDS because HIV breaks down your immune system to the point where your immune system doesn't function properly and you get AIDS. And that kills you. You die because you catch a cold. It goes into pneumonia and you die because your body can't fight it off. Okay? So, but people have that synonymous with HIV that they think AIDS is only HIV caused. And so if you get AIDS, you must have HIV. That's not true. Okay? So they won't say that now because most people, I guess I could turn that picture off over here and put myself on the screen, huh? There I am. Namaste. For those of you who are not listening on the MP3 podcast, you're on the MP4 podcast where you can see me. Hello. Okay, so I talked about this before, and until recently, until today, okay, until today, that's why I'm coming on here to talk to you guys. The, the virus itself, which is not a disease, by the way, the disease is what they're calling COVID-19 is actually AIDS, okay? You get autoimmune deficiency syndrome. Your body can't function and something else that you have. It already kills you. If you're diabetic, you die because your body can't. If you have COPD, you get pneumonia from the virus and you die. So they always they list you as COVID-19 death because they get paid for that. Now, Joe Biden said that on, on the air because Donald Trump said it on the air. And Joe Biden went, come on, man, what are you, losing your mind? But it's true. I've proved it. I have the video. Anybody wants it, I'll forward it to you. I have the video of the, of the uh, news station here in Sacramento, California, contacted the federal government and said, we're hearing rumors that people are getting paid to intubate and paid to list people who are COVID uh, you know, uh, patients. And they said, well, yeah, we, yes. Yes, we pay hospitals $53,000 for every person that, uh, that is listed as COVID-19 because of the care, quote-unquote, air quotes with my fingers. Because of the care, we're reimbursing them for the care they give to a patient who has COVID-19. So it costs the price of caring, quote-unquote, fingers in the air again, for you, me, or anyone else with covid is $53,000, so the federal government reimburses them for that, and 22000 to intubate you and, and, and put you on all kinds of medication and put you into a coma. Drug-induced. That's no joke. It's truth. The news agency called the federal government and asked that question. They said, absolutely, yes, we paid them. So people were listing everyone, hospitals like county hospitals that are more poor, they were listing everybody as a COVID patient and only taking COVID patients. That's where I had the undercover girl who was ex-military, who was a nurse, and I showed you clips of her video. 
right? I still have those. I still have her, her entire hour and a half video that she gave, her deposition of what happened, plus all of the footage that she recorded on her glasses that have a, a audio and video recording device. Showing that the doctors knew about it. It came down from on high. Everybody's COVID patients. They took all the patients that weren't COVID. There goes my camera turning off. Right? It's If I move wrong, that camera trips. I'm going to have to get a different camera. So I'll just be talking with my Orion Rising thing up here. Because the camera turned off. I'll, maybe I'll see if I can turn it back on. Yeah, see, hold on. I'll see if I can turn it back on over here. But if it goes off again, I'm going to leave it off. I'm not going to screw with it all day, okay? I don't know how long it'll stay. There I am again. For some reason, I, if I move around and I, I move, I bump this mic, the mic moves, the, vibrates the desk, the camera goes, eh, it does not compute. Right? So I'm going to have to start using a different camera or I'm not sure what. Right? This camera's pain. I'll, I'll start using my GoPro. Pro Go, whatever the hell it's called. I have it sitting right over here in the box. Uh, okay. So I, we, we covered all of that. Right? Hi, Julie. Welcome. Please share this out. Thank you for saying something in the chat. Waving. It looks like you're waving at me. Thank you. Um, so here's the, here's the deal. So we went through all of that. They're overlisting the numbers. Donald Trump mentioned it, and he said maybe we're going to have to do an investigation because he realizes the same thing that I realize. Everybody's being listed as COVID deaths, and there's not one that's really actually listed or that has actually been proven that COVID killed them. It's always complications due to COVID. Okay, so that's the same thing as AIDS. So they're getting complications to AIDS or is what you're dying from. You're dying from pneumonia. You're dying from the other disease that you have, cancer, and it, it rares up. You got COPD. You catch a cold, turns into pneumonia, you catch the flu, which is the coronavirus is the flu. Okay, coronavirus is a flu. Now, here's the part that I was waiting to get more people in. So those of you who watch this after we're not live, you'll be able to see it because it's in the beginning of the, the thing. As of today, okay, they're ramping up. COVID's happening all across the world in a second wave. However, right now, currently, when I did the math, okay, the, the uh, death rate from COVID-19 worldwide is at a, um, a, a 2% or 2.5%. That's above. However, as of right now, when the, the stuff is ramping up all across the world, they're testing because they're, it's it's like happening like they got a million and a half people tested positive uh, like today in France, right? So they found that it did it has mutated. See, there goes my camera again. I'm going to leave it off. It has mutated. Okay, I guess I could put the Orion Rising uh, thing back up on the screen, right? Here, we'll just put that up on the screen for now. So it has mutated. No, I'll put my other thing in there because it looks cooler when the little thing lights up right around the thing. You can see me pulsing when I'm talking. So it has mutated, and what's happened is it is far more contagious than it was before. But it's also less lethal, they have found. So now the strand that is ramping up in the wintertime, which we'll be doing the same here in America, because I'm sure they either are reintroducing it, because I know that this is a pandemic, they planned it, and there's proof of that that will come out right after the election, unless Donald Trump doesn't win the election, and then it's all going to go away, uh, and the, the virus will too. It's going to go away pretty fast now. This is why. Because now it's, it's far more contagious, but far less lethal. Right now, uh, before today, 
if you were above the age of 70 and had a pre-existing disease, you had a 2.5% chance of dying from it. So that's, you know, that's 98.5% chance you're going to survive it. <clears throat> that's like the normal flu. Okay? So it's already acting like the normal flu, but they want you to be afraid of it because they know that if we if we all catch it, then we're all going to we won't die, only that small percentage. And they're, they're trying to trump up every death that happens, so they're just trying to list everything as that to get the numbers higher so it looks scarier. So Donald Trump looks bad. This is true. This is not a lie. This is not my conjecture. This is stuff that has been proven by whistleblowers. Okay? Has been proven by whistleblowers to be true. Not somebody who thinks that this is what it is. Actual science and actual science from, you know, the guys at the CDC and even the John Hopkins University, even though John Hopkins University is all Mike Bloomberg's people and Mike Bloomberg is, is partly behind this. Okay, George Soros, Mike Bloomberg, all those rich people are, are have a big hand in everything that's going on. I talked about that on other shows, and I showed proof of that on other shows. Black Lives Matter, uh, Antifa, they're all being funded by George Soros, Mike Bloomberg, and Bill Gates, and guys like that. Not, not a joke. Uh, the Hillary Clinton Foundation, Barack Obama Foundation, the DNC. That's not a joke. That's not me just saying that. I'm not a Republican hack. Okay? I'm, I'm, they call me an independent, but I'm actually no party affiliation. I think for myself. I don't follow what other people, what their lead is and what they do. I research everything that everybody says, and I watch all news agencies, and then I figure it out. I've gone over that many times. So now... The, the virus that's going around the world that hasn't hit America yet, but it's about to because this is, we're going into winter, it's going to ramp back up. Flu season is coming. COVID-19, coronavirus, is a flu. It is a flu. It is a, it is a flu. Look that up. It is just like H1N1 and, and the other one, or H1N2, whatever they are, and the other one, the, the swine flu and the, and the avian flu. It's another strand of that. Okay, that's where they get the COVID part. Those are also COVID strands of the flu, those two. This is just another one, okay, designed. But this one is, has apparently mutated, and it's less lethal. So now the death rate of catching the current flu virus that's going rampant worldwide, not in America yet, but we're about to hit there because we're going into the colder time period now. We're starting to ramp up our autumn and winter. But the one that's circling around the world right now that's, that's hitting people like France with a million five in a day cases, that one has a 0 0.02. No, 0 point, 0 0.5, pardon me, 0.5%. So one half of 1% chance of killing even the elderly. Okay. Now, they want you to stay with your masks and distanced because they don't want herd immunity to kick in. They don't want that because it'll make it go away. They know that so far there was no mutation, so you can't get it more than once. Okay? But they don't want to say that because they're like, well, we really don't know. Just like, just like Donald Trump said when he joked about it. Well, we really don't know how long you keep the the antibodies in your system to be uh, immune to it. Okay, that's not, that's not true. That's a lie. That's a lie. And, and I'll explain that to you. Okay, and I've done this before. I've talked about it. 
The truth is you store the antibody in your DNA. Your body doesn't keep making antibodies constantly around the clock for any disease. Okay, because it would be purposeless and your body would wear itself out because every flu bug and every cold bug that you've ever gotten in your entire life, they'd be making antibodies every day for. Okay, that your immune system doesn't work that way. You would have way too much histamine in your body, right? And you'd end up poisoning yourself and your body would end up uh, attacking your, your immune system would end up attacking yourself. That's the science of it. For real, for true. So the, the immunity is a carbon copy. That you, the, your body keeps the key to that particular virus on file. And when you get the virus again, your body goes after, what is this that we have? Is it something we've had before? And then your body compares it to all of the viruses you've ever had. And when you find they, your body finds one, here's one right here that we had last year. It's exactly the same. Make those antibodies and we'll kill this virus off. So you get the cold or the flu, right? And then say you get the same one, your body's just going to kill it off in a day or two and you're going to have like the sniffles. That was a 24-hour flu bug. I don't know what that was. That was actually a flu bug, but you had antibodies in your body to it or at least one copy of one. Your body remembered it and it made the antibodies and killed the flu before it became a full-blown flu that lasted you two weeks or a month. The same thing, and that's how it works. That's how our body works. Herd immunity works when enough people have gotten over the virus, you still keep the antigens in your body, the antibodies, in your system for like a month or two months, sometimes three or four months. In that time period, whenever you're hugging, kissing, in the proximity with people, you're touching them, shaking hands, you pass those bacterias off. Someone touches your arm, touches your hand. It's on your skin. You pass good and bad bacteria all the time to each other. You have sex with somebody, swap and spit with them, okay, changing bodily fluids. In all of that is secretions and those antibodies. Your body gets the antibody in there, and your body says, hey, what's that? Hey, those are good guys. We need to file that in case we get whatever it is they fight against. Your body records those antibodies in your DNA stores it there okay and then later on if it needs it it'll pull out that antibody and go that's the one that's the virus we got the cure for it get them make more of that guy okay so they don't want enough people getting together to pass all of the uh, uh, good stuff off to each other that's why when you test and you have to quarantine after quarantine you test and you're no longer uh, uh, positive they, they don't tell you anything more after that and here's another thing that they don't tell you that I have, uh, I did a show on, and I showed you doctors from around the world who talked about it. Anytime any doctor speaks up and tells you anything about that's anti the this virus, they shame that doctor and say that doctor is a lunatic and insane. Okay, they do that every single time. So hundreds and hundreds of doctors have spoken up, and now they're saying they're all nutballs. Well, they all believe in UFOs. Where does that come into play? They didn't say anything about UFOs. They're all nutballs. They probably believe the Earth is flat too. Okay, so they don't want herd immunity to kick in because that's how we get rid of everything all the time. That is not a deadly disease. COVID-19 is not a deadly disease. Okay, it's not. It's a flu bug. It's only deadly to the people who the flu is already deadly to. Anybody who has pre-existing diseases already has been advised by their doctors, or should have been, that when the flu season hits, you either get the flu shot or you 
hunker down, put on a mask, and, and, and self-distance from people so you don't get the flu, any flu bug, any of the 10, flu, uh, fl uh, 15 flu strains out there. Because if your lungs are weak or your heart is weak, you could die from getting that flu. It could go into pneumonia and kill you. So people like myself, my mother, who has congenital heart disease, I have, uh, I have CO COPD, so does my sister. We smoked far too long. We already have been doing this since we were diagnosed so that we wouldn't. My sister almost died twice. She ended up with pneumonia and one time was intubated. And she pulled her own shit out, out of her throat to wake up. Okay, so we already do that when the flu season hits. It's no different. No different whatsoever, but it's freaking out over COVID. And I'm, I was like on, on you know, I, I found out I had COPD. Hi, Karen. Welcome. I found out I had COPD. Um, uh, let's see, I'm 53 now. I think it was 47. So since then until this day, I do the exact same thing in the wintertime that I did with COVID. So when COVID hit, I was just like, oh, okay. Well, we just have to self-distance during the summer now because they're still counting them. The flu is still around as well, but they stopped counting it because the numbers are so low. They stopped counting it in March, and they don't start counting it again until November. Okay? And then the flu season really hits in December uh, and then goes up. But last year, it hit between October and December. Or actually, November and December. The flu season hit for some strange reason, and 90,000 people reported it we ended up in the hospital for it and they didn't know what it was that was that was listed in the cdc i went back and looked and there was an ungodly amount of people that the flu season normally doesn't hit until later in the year november december and it was hitting in october november usually it's like december january for us because that's really in the, the heart of winter for the united states but it happened earlier in november so it's going to happen again starting really soon the next week or so Within the next 10 days, they're already, you're already getting pockets of ramping up. So it's going to get more, bigger, faster, really quickly. This is why I'm on the air now. So you need to understand that it's less deadly than it ever has been. It is literally at 0.5% death rate. So the disease itself, disease, quote-unquote, air finger uh, quotes, because it's not a disease, it's a, it's a virus, it's a flu bug is actually now less deadly than the normal flu or as deadly as the normal flu but it's highly contagious so it, so now conveniently right when they needed to ramp up just before the election it's far more uh, uh transmittable but yet it's less deadly they don't care about people dying right now they want some people to die and you're going to have some people die because some people are going to get it Right. Some countries like over there now, like in France, you can still go and see your relatives at an old folks home, but you can't go to school and you can't go out of your house uh, except for one hour a day. But you can go see your parents. So so they're promoting, basically, you going to see your parents in old folks home and giving it to them. So they're, all the people in the old folks homes are going to start dying. They're having a whole bunch of death toll go up. OK, so over here in the United States, you have to make sure that you don't allow People to say, well, we want to be able to meet and see our parents. We better go ahead and see them in the, but we don't want everybody else to go to work. We need another lockdown. Okay, we don't need that at all. What we need is to not. You're not going to die from it unless you have a weak immune system.
Okay, I'm not afraid to say that. They said it today. They reported it today. The World Health Organization reported it today. Okay, that the numbers are far higher because it's far more contagious than it was. However, it's far less lethal than it was. Okay, but what, that doesn't mean that you should just be business as usual and just run around willy-nilly because then you are going to get it. However, the sooner everybody gets it, the sooner the, the herd mentality is going gonna, is gonna to kick in and the herd immunity is going to kick in and it's going to go away. That's why the president's team says, well, we're not going to try and control the virus anymore because we have stuff to treat it. And people that are being treated by this stuff are getting over it way faster than they thought, and it's good stuff. So why try to lock everybody down when you now, which, you know, the cure cannot be worse than the cause. All right? Locking everybody down is worse than allowing the flu bug to run rampant. Wait, Leo, what, what the fuck are you saying? You're, you're, just, you're, just, you're just playing into Joe Biden. He said that's insane. No, it's not, because what they're not telling you is that suicide has doubled or tripled. Okay? People killing each other has quadrupled. People, alcoholism has more than doubled, almost tripled in the United States. Spousal abuse has tripled or quadrupled. Child abuse has tripled or quadrupled. So people are being more injured physically and psychologically, and more people are killing each other than ever before in the history of the United States right now, even more than the wild, wild west. And it's all because of the coronavirus having everybody locked down. People are dying from stress and killing themselves, having heart attacks, strokes, because they're so worried about what the fuck am I going to do? I don't have a fucking job. That's directly related to the lockdown. So that is the cure is not a lockdown that is more deadly than the cause. So a lockdown is not the way. The way is wearing masks, self-distancing, washing your hands, normal shit you do in a flu. Maybe not wear a mask, but like over in China, other parts of the world, they wear masks because no one wants to get the flu. Over here in America, we th- we're all you know bravado, and we think we're all studs, and I'm not doing that shit. That shit's for pussies. And then everybody gets the flu, you get the shits, but you know you're not going to die from it. Except It's acceptable that 90,000 people to 150,000 people die per year from the flu. We're okay with it. We live with it every year because we have to. So when Donald Trump says we're going to have to get, re- get used to living with this flu, this virus, because he knows it's a flu, not a disease. And the truth is, if this virus stays around on the planet, it will rear its ugly head every single year until forever. Okay, so it's going to be another flu strand, just like H1N1 and H2N3 or whatever the fuck the other one's called, avian flu, bird flu, and we are going to have to live with it. That's going to be the new normal. Well, wearing masks and all this shit is not the answer. It's not the answer. Well, maybe wearing masks and that shit is the answer, but locking everybody down is not the answer. That cure is worse than the flu, worse than COVID-19. And COVID-19 is now weaker. It's getting weaker because we're getting stronger and the antibodies are making, are forcing it to mutate. That's what's happening. People are building up immunities to it 
because you're not getting people getting it a second time. And I don't want to hear that story, that Internet story. Well, there was that one guy. Um, where was he? And it's never where you are. I think he was in Alabama. It was always somewhere else. No, there was a guy in France, I heard. No. No one has gotten it twice. Okay, and if they have, it's, it's not, they won't have it for very long because they already have the antigen, the antibodies in their body from the last time. Their, the body has to just make more. So is it possible that somebody could test? Yes, but will they die from it? Absolutely not. It'll last like three or four days and go away. It'll be just like any other cold because that's how long it'll take your body to kick out enough of the antibodies to destroy that same virus that you just had. Right. So is it possible they could test? Yeah. If you're testing yourself over and over every day like Donald Trump is, there's a possibility that four or five months down the road, Donald Trump might contract COVID-19 again. But this time, instead of having to go to the hospital, his body will build because he has they said they, they found that he has the antibodies. So that means it's going to be stored in his DNA. And if he gets it again and they test positive, it'll be like it'll be like Baron. He said Baron had like a sniffle and then it was gone and he was fine. Okay, because Barron has a good immune system because he's young. Doesn't have, he's not compromised in any way. So the coronavirus, when it hit him, or COVID-19, the coronavirus hit him. He got like flu-like symptoms for a day, and it was like a 24-hour flu, and it went away. Melania and, and Donald, it lasted a little bit longer. Why? Because they're older. Do you understand? Lasted longer for Don, and he had to go to the hospital than anybody else because he's the oldest. He's in his 70s. His wife, what is she, 49? Right? She's a beautiful woman, 49. He's a lucky man. So, and his daughters, beautiful. Those guys that are married to those daughters, lucky. Okay, so my point is that. Now, now that I've been on for half an hour talking about COVID, I'm going to segue into stuff that if the algorithm hears this and finds out about it, I'll get knocked off the air. Okay? I want to go into this Hunter Biden stuff. Some of you may not know what it is. Some of you might. If you watch Fox, you've heard about it. If you watch any other channel, you haven't. Okay? Haven't heard about it. So, Tony B., right? He's an ex. His, his, his name is, what is it? Um, oh, I can't think of his name right now. I'll get it in a second. His, he was a um, Navy SEAL. His brother was also in the Navy. His brother just retired. He was a lifer in the Navy. His grandfather was also famous in the Navy and was a lifer in the Navy. He's very pre pre a prestigious family line uh, at being patriots for the United States of America. He's not a Russian plant. Okay? And the only reason he came out and spoke was because they started calling him a Russian plant. Okay? And Adam Schiff, that piece of shit came out of his little fucking uh, 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 hiding hole that he hides under the rock he hides under and spun a web of lies once again and said in like three minutes, yeah, Bobulinski, I couldn't think I remember how to say the Bobulinski. Thank you, Julie. So it's Tony or Anthony, Anthony, Tony, Bobu, it's, it's Bobulinski. It's, it's, it, there's like the B-U is, is announced. More than Bobolinsky, right? B-O-B-O. -B -O. It's B-O-B-U-L-I-S-K-I. Bobolinsky. Okay, so he came out because they said that it was bullshit misinformation. Joe Biden said that when Joe Biden knew for a fact that it wasn't. Okay, here's the whole thing. 
they cut him out of the deal that they were trying to make because he wasn't corruptible. He didn't want to get in trouble with the government. And he said, hey, maybe we should have, uh, you know, some watchdog guidelines in place here. And they cut him out of the deal. How you doing, Peter? Peter, I, I sent you some money for your birthday. I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if you got it either, but I sent you 55 American um, for your for your birthday fund. He had a he had a he had a please fund uh, some uh, a, a donation for what I was just talking about. Donation for so if you guys see him in the chat, click on on his thing, and if you go to his uh, his page there on Facebook, yeah, I think you have a link up there on Facebook, don't you, Pete? Uh, if not, put it up on your Facebook page so they can go there. And he's trying to get money. He only asked for 175 American, okay? So I gave him 55 American. He needs asking money to donate to help the people uh, to 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 give them hotlines and a place to go so they don't commit suicide, so they don't kill themselves, so they don't kill their family members, so they don't get you know people who are who are they need someone to talk to a counselor to talk to because they're distraught they're drinking too much or or you know thinking horrible things so peter for his birthday he put a link up to donate to that to give people a place to make sure that they're volunteers or paid people to be able to be worldwide sitting around to help people on this planet through this time of need to counsel people so pete i i, I gave you some money there buddy for that and, and I would encourage anybody who listens to this to to uh, take a look at, at Peter Coyle. Uh, those of you who are on the MP3 podcast, if you have access to the Internet at all, you can get to Facebook. Look up Peter Coyle. It's P-E-T-E-R-C-O-Y-L-E on Facebook. And he has a link to donate for his birthday. And I would encourage everyone to donate a dollar or two just so that we can help these people. And there's millions and millions of people probably hundreds of millions of people worldwide who are in need of psychological help right now. For me, it's business as usual, so it hasn't bothered me. My mother, it's business as usual for her, too. Kind of bugs her a little bit because she can't go out as much as she would in a normal uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, I say normal pandemic like there's a pandemic that's normal. We just have to live with them, and that's why they become normal. They're not really normal, but we just can't become used to them. Okay, so... Now, getting back to the to the Biden thing, okay. I just watched a video. I can't share it on here because I'm still having problems with um, with uh, a Streamyard and this computer for some reason sharing audio. So I can't share that here. I should have used OBS, but then I would have to look at the chat on another monitor. So I used this one so that I could just look up this monitor. And since my camera's off now, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, so had I just done, done what I'm doing now to begin with, I would have been able to to play these videos for you. Uh, I think maybe I'll do that and come live again uh, Saturday because tomorrow's going to be the law of one. So I think Saturday I'll do that and I'll just come on OBS uh, and go live. So look for me on Saturday uh, or if not, you'll see the post that I post because I'll post it on YouTube and on uh, Facebook and then I'll uh, put it on my uh, MP3. So you'll be able to hear the audio and in, in no visuals. However, um, I got now they're saying he claims Tony B claims. Bobolinsky claims that Joe Biden was working with the Chinese government, specifically one of the head uh, guys in their secret service that's running the government. Okay, and this guy is, you know, he's he's crooked as heck. Right. So now they claim Joe Biden claims. No, none of that's true. Well, I have an audio clip that I can't play for you because I'm on the wrong 
uh, broadcasting uh, studio. I have an audio clip that I was given that is an audio clip of Hunter Biden. Now, I don't know if he's on the telephone or if somebody's recording him. I think he's on the telephone talking to somebody, but nobody answers him, I don't think, on there. Uh, and it's not something that I got. It was something that I got from somebody who, you know, but it is. it does have the name of the people who actually recorded it. And he admits in there that he was working with this guy and that the guy was arrested in the United States and the United States wouldn't let him leave the United States. And he represented this guy for a million dollars as his lawyer. He gets the guy off. The guy goes back to China and then he disappears. The Chinese grabbed him up. His own people grabbed him up and now he's disappeared. Okay. So he's he's telling all of this. It's verified that it is. You, you hear it. You if you've ever heard uh, or seen a video or heard uh, Hunter Biden speak, you can tell that's his voice. I also have videos that show the, this information that they're talking about. Now, Bobolinsky came out and said that he did that, and they said it was bullshit. And there's the audio tape that proves that's incriminating. That proves that Hunter actually did and was doing the deal that that Tony Bobolinsky says. Now, I also know that Tucker Carlson from Fox went to L.A. out here in California. I, don't know, I think it was L.A. It was in California. Don't quote me. It could have been anywhere. It could have been up here. Went to a hotel. I, th I thought he, I thought it was L.A. Uh, and I, I probably shouldn't say that because if it was, then I shouldn't have said that. Went to a hotel to film the, the show that they ended up airing on Sunday, and then they've been airing it since on uh, clips of it on um, Tucker Carlson and on Sean Hannity and on uh, Laura Ingram's show. Just about all the shows on Fox have been airing pieces of it because no one else will air it. And Fox came under huge, huge pressure from somewhere above Cabal, Cabal, DNC, right? Hillary Clinton, Clinton Foundation, Barack Obama Foundation, Mike Bloomberg, George Soros, Bill Gates, up somewhere, the cabal, and threatened them. They aired it anyways. Then, while he was there, a different whistleblower came forward with documentation that showed and corroborated bank transactions, timelines that Tony Bobolinsky is claiming with his uh, texts and emails, okay? Tucker said, could you send those to us out here? That producer back there said, sure. Now, I don't know who they used to send, whether it was UPS or FedEx, but it was more than likely one of those two. Now, I'm not going to speculate as to who, okay, because my brother works for FedEx and so does my son. <laughs> right? So I'm not going to say it might have been FedEx. It was probably one of those two. Tucker didn't say who it was because that they don't. no one really needs to know. Okay, but let me explain how things work when you're shipping stuff, you know, so even if you're overnighting things and you're going from, like, say, New York all the way out to California. They don't fly it in a direct route from New York all the way to California. Okay. They, they have hubs. And a hub is a central station at an airport that they ship things to to make it easier to transfer things that are going to different parts of the world. 
So you have a hub in California, and you, and you would have a couple of hubs in California. You'd have a couple of hubs back east. And you would have a couple of hubs in the Middle East or the Mid- Middle East in the in the Midwest. And the same thing for the rest of the world. Okay, so you you fly stuff from one hub to the other, and then if something's going uh, further west, it goes on a, a plane that's going west. If it has now, if it's going north, it gets on a plane going north, and if it's going south to South America or something like that, you know, it might come out to California and then shoot south. I don't know how all that works because I've never worked for one of those companies, but I know it's something similar to that. So somewhere in the Midwest, in one of the hubs in the Midwest, I believe, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe that just because talking to my brother, it would have been a hub that was somewhere in the in the Midwest because it wouldn't be on the land anywhere else. It would be in the air coming out to California. And Tucker said it wasn't in a hub in California. He said it was in a different state, which suggests it was somewhere in the Midwest in one of the hubs. That the One of the guys on the sort, found the package and it had been opened and all the documents inside were gone. They did an internal investigation. They can't find Jack. They can't find anything. So some black ops team, knowing that it would have to go to a, a to a hub to make it out there, somebody obviously is, is in the um, Fox News station. Somebody there is a mole because somebody there overheard, found out, knew about this document's going to Tucker in California. Because if there was just a package from that guy going to Tucker in California, that's not going to get a black ops team to go in and get something out. Now I asked my brother, is that possible? And he said, yes. This time of year, all companies that transport shit have mass hired for the holidays. So right now, he says, in my office, I'm walking around, there's 20, 30 people I've never seen before. Who's that guy? Who's that woman? Does anybody know who that is? Okay, so there's people walking around that nobody knows. So my brother's theory is no matter who the company was, all they would have to do is know what company and where that company's hub is, get a uniform. They could easily just walk in as an employee. And nobody would really know because no one really knows all the people yet. So all the people are meeting all the people because they're all coming on at different shifts all days and nights because they run 24 hours a day. So they don't know if that this guy or this woman who's going over there to work is not supposed to be there because they don't even know who this person is. So it's very possible that that was where the breach of security was and somebody came in in a uniform, went and found this because they knew where what flight it was on, what sort it was going to be on, and got the stuff out of there. Okay, And my brother said that's what had to have happened because he knows that in, in FedEx they have, if something breaks open, and the, the stuff from inside spills out on one of the sorts. When people find those, they have what, you know, they have like a lost and found. He called it something, and I forgot what it was called. But that's where all anything goes that came out of a box. It goes there until they can reunite it with the box that it came out of. Okay, and then they do an investigation. What is this material? Where is, there, where is a box that's missing this material? And then they look at the manifest and find out, and they end up getting it back and getting it to the people that it's supposed to go to. So they have these oversights. And when they investigated everything and they didn't find it, that means somebody left the building with it. Okay. So that means that somebody came in posing as a worker, got in, got the information, and got out. Right? But my brother said, the first thing he said was, now this is the CIA in us, who the fuck sends original documents? Nobody does that. First of all, that's what he said. Okay? So I, it, I agree with that. So if the documents are missing, whoever gave them the documents, if that person gave them the, the real documents, not copies. And then they mailed the real co- the real documents, not copies. 
They're a bunch of fucking morons. Okay? You never overnight originals. <laughs> you always over you always send people copies. If they don't like it, they need to come with a courier to get it. I don't even do that. I have total power of attorney for my mother, and at the time, I can go to a, a notary and say I need to to have two more you know, original copies of this. Can you do that for me? And they'll and I'll have to pay them to authenticate what they had already done and to give me two new. So that way, I can send that as a new copy, okay, as a uh, uh, you know original, because it's a copy of the you know it's another original. I had it made by the same person who made the original. And I keep the original, and they make me another original, and I send it off. Otherwise, I hand it to you, and you go over and Xerox it off and bring it back to me. I keep the original, and I give you a copy. Okay, so if somebody says, I need a copy of that, I need an original, then you go and pay for that. Otherwise, you know, th that guy, whoever this person, man or woman was, that turned over the documents would still have to have the documents, and, and they should be able to get them to, to Tucker again. Okay, so that just happened on Sunday and Monday. Okay, so that was a, a documents that corroborated what Tony Bobolinsky said, and it showed bank transmissions. Now, I've also seen information that the Chinese have leveraging these people. Now, we know that the one on a uh, uh, computer... There is a computer that, and um, Karen, you'll love this. Julie, you'll love this. Peter, you'll probably love this. The guy in the FBI who is the head of the pedophilia task force has subpoenaed that laptop that, that the guy turned in from the computer company. The only reason that he would do that is because there's got to be some pedophilia on that laptop. Now, I also got from those of you who sent me these videos that I'm talking about, you know who you are. I, I, did, I won't tell people who you are, but you know who you are. And thank you for that. I got the video from China where their whistleblower was talking about what's going on. It has to do with all this. And they claim, this is uncorroborated, they claim there's three other hard drives. And on those hard drives are incriminating evidence of the same, of pedophilia. Yeah, yeah. Julie says that Rudy Giuliani has a has a copy of the hard drive as well, from uh, what I've heard. Yes, you are correct. He does have a copy of the hard drive. He was smart enough to do that. Um, so, wait a minute. So you're saying you can't hear me? Reese says sound has gone. Let me turn on my sound and see if, if uh, it, sometimes it, It might be you, bro. There's the sound from the live feed. That's this. I don't know if you could hear that, but that was the sound from the from the live feed. So yeah. So so Reese, if you if you can't hear me, bro, then you gotta you gotta check your audio. <laughs> Although he wouldn't know that. <laughs> Maybe I should type that to him, huh? Hold on, I gotta turn off the other audio over here. Okay, so I'll type it to Reese in the in the chat right here. Okay. Okay, it's back. Okay. 
All right. So, so I hear there's three other hard drives with incriminating evidence that the Chinese were setting these people up for everything. That's what they had on them to make sure that they were uh, doing what they were doing. And it's not just Hunter Biden and Jim Biden and Joe Biden. It's other people as well. Okay. I, they, they said in there, this guy who's the Chinese whistleblower, said that they sent copies of the hard drives to Nancy Pelosi as well and Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg is implicated in on those hard drives. And I don't know to what extent, whether it's just transactions with China or if it has pedophilia implications as well. However, the cabal behind the coup attempt that's going on is leveraging them through the China dealings. Now, you know, historically, since Barack Obama was in charge, they've been paying the Chinese $100 billion a year for nothing, a payoff. For what? And they got them reinstated into the World Health Organization, right, and the UN, all this stuff. Everybody's talking up China, right? And everybody's telling the Chinese, just wait until we win the election. Well, the Chinese apparently have told the DNC, these are not my words making it up. This is the whistleblower from China that I will play the audio the next time, that, or the video, the next time I'm on. And this woman's reading it. She's filming it and getting it on the air. And it was sent to me, her copy of her filming it off of her computer and filming it with her cell phone off of her computer uh, to get it on the air or a computer from a computer, I'm not quite sure which. So when you watch it, it's going to be my recording of her recording of someone else's recording, right? It's going to be, it's kind of funny. So she talks through it, so I don't. So when it's, when she's, when it's being recorded, so what you're going to see is you won't be able to tell that it's not just her recording because it is just a copy of her recording. And I'll play that for you. And so the, the, apparently the Chinese government is in control of the DNC through leverage through shady dealings and pedophilia and telling them you have to win this election at all cost. And this whistleblower claims that this pandemic was in fact a pandemic. It was done on purpose to have what's happening happen so they can discredit Donald Trump and get back control of the United States and basically the world. The Chinese are trying to leverage control, and this is what this guy said, so that they would have control of the United States and every president going forward, and they would make America a communist country under their control and not let the people know that they are running the show. This is what's claimed by the Chinese whistleblower, which I have a video of before it gets deleted off the air, because I'm probably sure by now it's deleted off the air. I got the video last night and recorded it yesterday. All of this information I got in the last 24 hours. Okay? And some of it I already knew about. Like, I already knew about most of the leverage, but I didn't know that there was three hard drives. So that would be four now, c considering the one laptop that has been turned over. And I also know this, and I knew this ahead of time, but it was verified by this guy, that everything had been intercepted. Because you have to remember that we just heard about this on the news with the laptop because of Giuliani. Okay, but prior to that, that guy had gone to the FBI and the FBI had locked it down and they were squashing it. The people loyal to the cabal in the deep state of the United States, in the, the, the Justice Department, in the CIA, in the NSA, and in the FBI have been 
squelling this, squashing this, and not letting it out, not doing any investigation until the guy went to Giuliani and said, I have a copy of the hard drive. I made sure to copy it, and this is what the FBI has. When Giuliani then, and this is why they keep saying what Giuliani has is, is bullshit, Giuliani doesn't have bullshit. He has the actual copy, not the actual uh, uh, hard drive. But once Giuliani leaked some of that information, people loyal to Donald Trump and the FBI said, wait a minute, that, lap, that computer, that laptop is here. Where? And they went looking for it and found it and took it away from the people who were trying to, to put the kibosh to it and made sure that President Trump became aware of it and made sure that there was an investigation started. And that's when the guy who was looking at pedophilias wanted, wanted to look at the laptop because he knows the same thing that I know that come from the Chinese, okay, that there's pedophilia on that laptop, okay? And we don't currently have the other three laptops. I'm told by that whistleblower in China that they made sure that they sent the copies to the United States and it was intercepted by someone who was loyal to the cabal, but then eventually somebody, again, got control of it and that they gave it to Donald Trump and Donald Trump is now giving it to the DOJ. And Julie says, we'll still have a major problem with people in China owning property here. Right, exactly. We need to stop allowing other countries and their nations to own property and land in the United States. Absolutely. And people don't know about Thank you for bringing that up, Julie. Uh, people don't know about that because of the money that we have to borrow when we're in a state like we're in now and we're printing money willy-nilly. Willy we have to borrow money, okay, to pay it back. So we end up borrowing money from, say, China. Well, China wants something in return, so the federal government hawks like our national parks, and Chinese end up with the rights to the national parks and all the money that comes from that goes to them, not to our American government, until the American government pays back the money that they owe. That's true. Okay, so what you guys don't understand, and this is why I say, and Julie, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing this up. This is why I say that if you are anywhere in the free world and you have access to the Internet, you need to look up civics and economics and, and more importantly, social economics and global economics. Because if you did, you would understand. Let's go back to something that you guys would know about here in the United States. If you've ever seen the movie The Patriot, okay, that was basically a true story. That was basically a documentary. Very few things in that are changed from the real history here in the United States. One of the lines in there that General um, Cornwallis was talking to Colonel Havington he said, and this is also if you look at, uh, go back further to um, Braveheart, they talk about it then too. Land ownership. Okay? So what they do is they entice people with land ownership in both countries to keep people loyal. Okay? So like when the British were trying to take Scotland, they leveraged the nobles to stay loyal to the King of England by giving them land grants in England and letting them keep and rule their lands in Scotland. So those guys now get more money and more wealth because they have more land and they have land in both countries. Okay? So then they become an Earl of England as well as a, a Earl in, the, in, the, in Scotland. So that's how the game has been played traditionally and historically on the planet. Okay? So that's what they do. 
That's what they do. England owns some of our, the United States. Foreign countries own some of the land that we have here, and some of our government owns some pockets of land in other countries that we helped. Okay? Why do you think that we have a cemetery over in France with all of our military who died over there instead of shipping their bodies back here? Why did we do that? Because we own that land over there now. Do you understand? So not all of France, but the little pocket where that cemetery is, that's ours. That's owned by the United States, and the, and the French are okay with it because we helped them. So countries do that. The American government leverages other people as well. They just don't tell all the people about it because that's part of global economics that, that, that um, Ford, Henry Ford, back in 1902, He's quoted as saying, 1901 or 1902, right around the turn of the century, he's quoted as saying, if the American people actually understood how global economics works, there would be a revolution. Okay? He said that at the turn of the century, 1900, okay, we're 120 years hence. It hasn't changed. Because if you look back at, you know, when the Civil War or the Revolutionary War happened, that was 1776. Then if you go back to the time when when uh, the Battle of Bannockburn happened, that was the 1400s or the 1200s, 1400s. Okay? So it hasn't changed. It's been that way forever. And people borrow money from other countries all the time, and they get leveraged because you don't borrow something without putting something up for hawk. That's the way it is now. If you want money and you want to borrow money from the bank, you have to give them something. You have to say, now you're taking out another mortgage on your house to do it. So they're leveraging your house. My wife works for a company that, that she works for Title Max, and she does the same thing. She's a loan shark. You come in with your car, and she estimates how much your car is worth, how much she can sell it at auction for, and she gives you a, you know, a couple thousand dollars less than she can make off of it. She loans that to you, and you sign a lease that you're taking a mortgage out on your car. You can't sell that car until that loan's paid off. Unless you just sell it and give it to somebody and don't tell them. But when they go to try and register it, they'll find out that their car has a lien against it. That's what people do. So when we give a, get a loan from China, they leverage that by the saying, you have to hawk something to me. You have to give me something in return. So if you don't pay it by default, I get that land. It's mine. Okay, so that's, that's how this stuff works. Take a civics course, take a, an economics course, social economics and, and global economics. Read on what those mean and understand that because if you did, if every American did, we would have 360 million people voting this, this year. Okay, because you would actually understand what your part is in the communities and watchdogging these people who are doing stuff. Okay, and that's the truth of it. That's what's happening. And most people go, I, I don't get involved in politics. You, you need to. You need to. You need to watchdog these people from the ground level all the way up. When my son was in freaking, uh, I think he was in like this sixth grade or something. Even less than that, I think. He, his math teacher was telling him that he, his parents were going to die because they ate red meat. Okay. And we know, if you've been paying attention to anything, we know that the liberal, I mean, radical liberal, democratic state, 
has taken the schools from the ground level all the way to the college level, and they're teaching people lies. This 1619 thing is a lie that never happened in real life. That was a story that the New York Times invented, proven. But it's being taught as real history, like LeBron James has it tattooed on his shoulder, for crying out loud. Unless I misread that tattoo on his left shoulder. It said 1619. I could be wrong, and, and if I am, I apologize, LeBron, because you're like a goat. You're one of the greatest of all time basketball players, and you're going to go down in history as that. And I respect you as a man, and I respect you as a basketball player and athlete. So don't get me wrong. I'm not prejudiced, and I'm not trying to attack LeBron James. LeBron James, is, a, is he is wherever he goes, they win a championship. <laughs> okay. And he's going to retire when he's ready, you know, just like Tom Brady. And, you know, they'll probably win the Super Bowl down there in Tampa. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fire him either, although, you know, Tom Brady I won't fire at anyway because I was born in the San Francisco Bay Area, and so was he. Right? It's like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was born up here where I live now. Well, a few miles, you know, north of me. I'm just outside of Sacramento. He was from Davis, but he went to Cal Berkeley. I went to Cal Berkeley. I didn't, like, play football or anything there. I should have. Love Cal Berkeley. One of the greatest places to, in the world to be. Berkeley's one of the greatest places in the world to be. The, the, the city that time forgot. Yeah, De Valera. Yeah, De Valera was born in New York. Uh, Peter's talking about uh, uh, De Valera. De Valera was the was the very first uh, president of Ireland back in the day. He was the head of the IRA when the 1912 Easter Uprising happened where the Irish didn't know um, that they were literally seven days away from the English surrendering to them. The English ran out of money but they acted like they were still fully locked and loaded and the Irish were, they were running out of money and they got scared. So they sent um, Michael Collins to go, you can watch the movie Michael, Michael Collins, to go and negotiate a peace. De Valera wanted to continue w with the war. He didn't want to surrender and he didn't want peace. And had they listened to him, there wouldn't be an England or a UK today. It would be all owned by Ireland. Uh, most the pity, Pete. <laughs> most the pity. Uh, but they didn't know that. It's strange how, how history uh, happens. So De Valera was born in the New York. I'm reading what, what Peter typed now. Was born in uh, New York, New York in America, and he was one of the founders uh, of her constitution. And uh, it wasn't an Irish citizen, but he came became president because, uh, because of the re revolution. In uh, fact, uh, uh, De Valera uh, on um, Moreland in Ireland and anyone else, uh, uh, fact beyond Moreland, uh, the Moreland family. So, uh, sorry, when he he's doing a speak to type, right? Uh, he's not typing, and he's doing speak to type. And sometimes when you do that, I know that because I use that when I'm writing. Sometimes it doesn't type exactly what he's saying. Like, in fact, it says "devil era" on the screen, "devil era," and he's saying "devil era," and the computer doesn't understand that's the last name of, of somebody, but he knows that I know that, so he didn't try to correct that because he knows I know that history. So. <clears throat> Yeah, so De Valera was a was a, a great man and almost freed Ireland. Uh, they won the freedom, but he, they would they still lost the North at that point. Uh, they, that was the concession, and he didn't want to give that concession, so he set up Michael Collins basically and let him go, so that he would have to bring back the bad news that they would only let the the bottom part of Ireland be free, and they would keep the top counties. Uh, and they and to this day they're all still aligned with the UK. So, um, but they voted that. They were able to vote themselves free. But they didn't acknowledge Ireland 
as a free and sovereign nation. That happened in 1912. They didn't acknowledge Ireland as a free and sovereign nation until 1996 or 94 or whatever. What year was that, Peter? Isn't that crazy? So they went all the way another 80 years before they officially said, okay, all right, you're uh, a nation. <laughs> and that was brokered by um, Bill Clinton, by the way. Um, and that was when the IRA was then hired by the American government and the, and the uh, English government to train all the terrorist organizations that are now wreaking havoc on the world. Little tidbit fact that you guys don't know, but I do know. And Peter does know because we're IRA. <laughs> That's how we know this stuff. So, <laughs> because we're inside the organization, because I did not serve the U.S. military ever, but I did serve the IRA. I did what I'm doing now. I did pandemonium and mayhem, the same thing that, that Michael Collins did. I did pandemonium and mayhem. I, I did the propaganda and uh, and gave all the information of what was happening in, to, uh, in Ireland over to America and rounded up people and money and weapons to go back to Ireland and hid Irish people here from the IRA that needed to be hidden. Made sure they found the right people here. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he said the, the 66 in 1984. The 66 in 1984 were the the people in Ireland, or they were in England, but they were IRA, um, and they, they uh, protested that the English government would arrest you and they would not charge you with anything and they could hold you indefinitely forever on no charges. People over here didn't know that. So that information we were trying to get to the people over here so that they would understand the atrocities. And the 66 in 1984 went on a hunger strike and they all died just to prove and to, so they couldn't hide, right? So they couldn't hide the fact that these men were there and that actually is a turning point for the Irish uh, in, the, in the modern day to take up the fight again. And, and it was not too long after that, as a matter of fact, that I joined the IRA. Uh, it was right around then because of the 66, Peter. So you know a little bit more about me than I think I realized you did. <laughs> Maybe that was what motivated him as well, I think is why he said that. Uh, so we were about right, right about the same age. So it was right about that uh, time period when that happened. Uh, that we ended up doing that. I know that's like, but we were fighting the cabal then too, guys, is what I'm saying. That's why I'm talking with you. are like off topic, bro. What does that have to do with the cabal? The cabal was the, still the cabal then. So we were fighting against that at the time for the freedom of Ireland, just like the people over here fought for the freedom of America. And then I've been doing that over here ever since, right? It's, it, it, that's what we're doing. We're fighting a global fight that's happening around the world against the same cabal that's been charged forever, right? So yeah, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Welcome, Ray. Only the Irish know certain secrets that tie into a ton of reality that makes no sense to others. Absolutely, Ray. She knows that. She's part of the coalition. <laughs> that's why. So, but that's the truth. I mean, it is the truth. The, uh, you know, the people don't realize, I, and now I'm tooting the Irish horn. Peter and I usually drink and talk about like this stuff like this and, and laugh when we're up at night. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> 66, 1984 equals seven. Fun fact, right? So... Um, but, you know, people don't realize that, that the Irish saved the entire world's history. The cabal has been trying to eradicate the history of the human race forever. That's why, like, the Alexandria, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, um, 
the Caesar over there in Rome burned down uh, the Library of Alexandria. They're trying to get rid of all of everything in the history of the world. And the Irish, this is no joke, the Irish Catholics, by that time they had been converted, the Irish Catholics stole as much history as they could, books, before they were burning the books to get rid of the history worldwide. They stole all the history books that we have now. Anything that dates past the 1500s in this world that is history was stolen away by Irish monks, hidden in churches in Ireland, and they all every monk turned into a scribe. And their job was in secret to copy every single word for word, every single book, and make as many copies of them as they could. And then they would hand copies to a monk and say, now go to Germany and open a church in this part of Germany and do the same thing. And then you, you go to the west of Germany and do the same thing. And they expanded out from there to the rest of the world, literally all of the ancient history that we have today. And this is, you can look this up. I'm not saying it because I'm Irish and I want you guys to think that we're the greatest people on the face of the earth. Even though there are only two people, two kinds of people on the planet, you know, those who are Irish and those who wish they were. <laughs> right. But that's the truth, guys. The, the Celts saved the entire world's history. You wouldn't have any if it wasn't for the, the Irish monks. Okay, and then what's Ray saying down here? The, um, the, the islands. Truthfully, the Celts. So it was Ireland, Scotland, and, and some English people, right, who are, who are Celtic, not, um, you know, you have, your, you have your Gales and your Gauls, right? So the Gales are the Gaelic people. That's the Celts. And the Gauls are the Germanic people that are the Vikings. And in their intermix now, where a lot of us, are, I am, I'm, half, I'm a half-breed. Right. I'm half uh, half Nordic um, uh, Viking and half uh, um, Celt. That's just the manner of things. Now, I think Peter is, too. When you look at him, I don't think he's look. He doesn't look all all Irish. And neither does Ray. I mean, we all have a little bit of something else in us. Right? <laughs> if you're in America, you're not you're not 100 percent Irish. Right. Because I have I have uh, I have a relative, one relative on either side. Right. Um, that it that came from the Germanic people from Scandinavia, and that's and that's weird, right? So I have like, uh, or I should say, my father's side, my grandmother was half native and half uh, Scandinavian. Um, my uh, uh, on the on my father's side, the up the, the father's line, not the mother, not my grandmother's line, but up my grandfather's line, his great grandfather had married when he came to America. Um, he brought a bride from Germany, and she was Scandinavian. Okay, and on my mom's side, they were they were English, English Irish, so they were were completely European, were completely, one hundred percent Gaelic. Uh, so nobody there came from the Germanic side. That was that's all that's all from the islands, like like Ray said. That's all England, Ireland, Scotland. That's all the Gales. <laughs> yeah, and Julie's giving me uh, clovers. Yeah, so Julie. <laughs> She's giving me three-leaf green clovers and, and four and four-leaf clovers. Um, so I, I consider myself European, even though I was born in America. I consider myself European because I was I was born here, but my DNA is not from here. My DNA is from back there. Okay, so we've been fighting the same fight. We're just now ramping it up. You know, Ireland's free, so we're over here. They did the same thing in Australia. They fought against the cabal. They got their freedom, and then they then they turn it to the rest of the world. So these countries have all done that. And America did the same thing. America came over here. It became the same thing. 
the English came over here, they fought against the cabal, they got America, and, and now we're still trying to keep it. So it's the same thing. It's the same fight that's been happening on this planet for the entire time. Hold on, I have to take a drink of my water here. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Okay, so Ray says, Scottish and Irish lines are nearly impossible to track now. Right, as, as separate, right? Um, feel free to ask the original Britain, Britons, right, the Britannians, um, uh, how that works. Right, because if you look at them, they were the Roman influence was there. Then the Germanic influence uh, into England when, when the, uh, the um, whatchamacallit, uh, um, Saxons invaded from the north. They were Germanic. They were Vikings. So when the Saxons came and you had that war, you had all the Saxons from Saxony, and that was the Vikings coming down. And we now know about that where they took over most of what was England. Right? And they never did get Ireland or Scotland because those people fought like crazy to the death. Uh, and, you know, only part of Ireland was ever conquered in Scotland only for a short time. Uh, you know, and, and then, you know, they still have their allegiance with England now because it, it's, you know, the UK. Because now all the people of England, Ireland, or Scotland are all so closely bred that you can't tell them apart as far as their DNA. They're all, they're all the same. It's just, you know, there's lines drawn where, like, the Irish now and the English are having having a spat in the, the Irish country and the English country. The governments aren't exactly seeing eye to eye right now, Right. So Peter says, we're not free, uh, the sold-out constitution to the European Union, to Germany. Um, and it says, Pence to Euro, someday we'll get freedom back in, in, uh, in yeah, okay, well, right. So I, he, what he's talking about there is the European Union, because they're, they're, they're a part of the European Union. Uh, and that's actually owned by the cabal as well, just like the United States is, you know, the, 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 you know we're just the Union of America. And same thing, we're fighting for our freedom now. Yeah, Ray loves history a lot. I know, Ray's like me. She she like she loves history. But you don't know, and you can't know, and that's just like learning uh, civics. You can't know what's, what is happening in the world without learning the history because you need to know what's been going on prior to this because that's everything that has made what's going on now. Do you understand? The, you know, our banking system came from... You know, the the uh, Knights Templars, when they got that from the one that was over in Mesopotamia, or was it the Minoans? I think it was the Minoans or the Phoenicians. The Phoenicians. It was either the Phoenicians or the Minoans. They're the ones who the oldest banking system, and that's the one that the uh, Templar Knights used, and that's the one that the Swiss, who are the descendants of the Templar Knights, use today. So the monetary system that the Cabal uses here in the United States and over in England and over in the U.K., is based on that monetary system that was used by the Temple Knights. Okay, so what happened was the the I know here now we're talking history, but what happened was that the 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 Cabal decided banking was the way to go, and this was back during the Phoenician or Minoan the Phoenician times, over in everything that it has been fought over, which is the Holy Land and everything from Northern Africa around the Mediterranean over to Spain. The entire landfall that is still the height of fights today was owned by them. They became the bankers in every country over there, and they eventually took over the countries because they had all of the wealth. And then they were invaded by, the, um, by, the, by Rome, who was trying to take them all over, and they disappeared into the woodwork and then started banks up again, <laughs> right? 
So now they run uh, everything from um, Italy, from Venice. Okay. So the banking systems have been the cabal since that time period. So we're looking at pre-Roman occupation of Africa. Okay, so we at least know for certain the cabal was in control then. I and many other people in, have looked in history, and we believe that this goes back to the, the guys that are in charge now. Why this history lesson? Because this is what's happening now. The people that are in charge now, the cabal now, they are Luciferians. They believe that Lucifer was a person, and they came here to, the, to this planet to rule the planet, or they crashed here. Something happened. They lost their technology. Some of us believe they were the Atlanteans. And when they screwed around with the golden mean ratio, they literally stopped the earth from spinning. And the mantle, which is floating on the, on the mantle, the crust is floating on the mantle, continued to move. And when that happened, that was the mass shift that caused Atlanta to, flo to, fr uh, you know, to flash freeze and sink into the ocean. So all of their technology went away, and, and most of the people died, but they scattered throughout the world, and they had their banking system and their wealth, so they went to different parts of the world to make sure they had control, and that's when you start with the uh, post-dynastic era of Egypt and our history. Prior to that, in the pre-dynastic era was when the gods were supposedly in control, but then their technology went away, and that's what made them gods. Now they were just people. But these people believe that their descendants, the ones that are in charge now, the cabal now, believe they're descendants of that line. And if you watched um, Above Majestic, you see there that they did the DNA and proved that everybody, all the heads of the state of every country is related. And it goes back to the elongated skull people, which are the ones that date back to the pre-dynastic era. So... The people now who believe that their family bloodline descendants of the Luciferians could very well be an actual fact. Okay, so the whole story that's in the Bibles of Lucifer being the devil is a storyline that was made up in the Bibles so that people would not join the cabal and become a Luciferian. That's your history lesson. That's what we know. <laughs> okay, so because of learning all of this and digging all this up in history, we've and using our modern DNA testing, we've proven that that's the case. These people literally believe that they're part of this bloodline, and they, in fact, the DNA shows that they are. So there's the ancient stories of these Luciferians, and now the cabal claims that. Now, this is where the, the evil scourge of the rich and the elite being Satanists and, you know, and killing people and having sex with children is so hideous, no one wants to believe it. But then whistleblowers came out and said, no, that's true. This is what happens. This is what they do. Okay, so like when they interviewed the president, and uh, I don't remember her name now, that, that chick from NBC, and she was accusing the president, you know, Q says that there's this evil, corrupt cabal that are a bunch of pedophiles and that you're the savior. Well, in a sense, he is, guys. In a sense, he is. He's cabal, you know, anti-cabal, and he's uh, coalition aligned. Coalition hired him to do what he's doing. Okay? And you have the history between him and JFK Jr. They were best friends. 
besties. JFK Jr. wanted to get revenge on the cabal for what they did to his family by killing his father and his uncle because they were going to tell the world about the fact that this is, in truth, a breakaway society and that we've already made contact with aliens. To the regular person who doesn't know any of this, I sound like a fucking lunatic, <laughs> okay? Because they gaslight you into this. They're already saying this about herd immunity. They're starting to say herd immunity is a conspiracy theory, okay? And it's not. It's been actual fact practiced on this planet by doctors for the history of the planet. Tried and tested and trued. We know that this works physiologically. It is sound and what happens. But now they're like herd immunity. People are talking about getting sick and letting it run its course because then we'll have it and no one will get it. I can't believe they're talking like that because there's millions and millions of people dying every day. No, there's not. I just told you the new updated numbers. The new updated number is 0.5%. By contrast, that is a little bit more than the regular flu, which is at 0.1% or 0.2, but that's a, a give or take. It could be as high as 0.4. So standard flu kills about as many people as the coronavirus. So when Donald Trump said the other day, we have to get used to this virus, well, we do. What you guys don't understand, most of you out there know, because a lot of you that are here in the audience, I know that you already know this because we've talked about it personally. We have, we have like 10 pandemics going on or 12 pandemics going on now, currently. 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. We have uh, pandemics going on, separate ones from all the flu bugs. We just don't talk about it as a pandemic, even though it is. Because we've gotten used to the fact that, well, this comes every year and it happens constantly. 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. It's just here all the time, mutating and moving from place wherever it's winter. That's where the virus is, is raising its ugly head. So when it's summertime over here, we don't get very much. They stop counting it. But not with COVID. They kept counting it. Now, we know that they enhanced those numbers. That's been proven. So they're lying about the numbers. So when they tell you that 227,000 Americans have died from COVID, not one case has ever been proven that COVID killed them. It was complications due to COVID-19, which is what they're calling AIDS. Autoimmune deficiency syndrome. Okay? That means your immune system has been overwhelmed by something or a conglomeration of things. When you have pre-existing conditions, your immune system is compromised already. I have COPD. My immune system is compromised because of that. I'm overweight. My immune system is compromised because of that. I have type 2 diabetes. My immune system is comp compromised because of that. I have to take medicine to slow my heart rate so that I don't get a heart attack or a stroke because of, of having diabetes. So my immune system is four times comp uh, compromised there. I could die from any number of things if my immune system becomes less active than it is now. So I take uh, 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 vitamins to boost my immune system. Because, and I also know, but I, I've been told by my doctors, during the flu season, you need to be careful. You can catch the flu easier than normal because your immune system is less, it's weaker. So I boost my immune system to keep it up as high as other people. Okay? 
and that way, if I catch something, I'm taking extra stuff to fight it off. So I have a fighting chance. Most people don't take precautions like that. So you catch a flu virus, it quickly goes to pneumonia, and because you're, uh, you're compromised, if you have uh, lung problems, it immediately gets pneumonia in your lungs. And that's very deadly for those of us who have a lung problem. And in people who have a weak heart, it becomes deadly to them. It enhances the, the, the uh, ability for your, your body to have a heart attack, a, you know, a, a, a killing heart, you know, a really severe one. Okay, so that is what AIDS is. So they're calling it COVID-19 because they couldn't just say AIDS because everybody in America would panic because they said AIDS when it came to uh, HIV. But AIDS is not something that only HIV gives you. HIV breaks down your immune system until you have autoimmune deficiency syndrome. Your immune system can't function properly and a common cold could kill you. Okay? So they're calling that COVID-19 and they're calling it a disease. It's not a disease. It's an immune deficiency syndrome, which means if you boost your immune system, then you feel better and you get better and you can fight off the disease. Now we know what kills the coronavirus. We know what kills that disease, that quote unquote disease, when it's in fact a virus. That's why you have these treatments now, like the one that um, the president took, which name um, escapes me right now. I'll think of it in a second. And it, it seems to work, okay? Because it boosts the immune system. I read you what Pfizer was working on. I read you what Johnson & Johnson was working on. I think they're the Pfizer. Um, or no, they're the other one. They're the one with the S. Either way, I read you what um, hydroxychloroquine does. What the chemical is, I read it from their page, which my, my thing got deleted from YouTube and Facebook, and I put it back up, I think, uh, now, and it's not, but you can listen to it on the MP3 uh, uh, podcast. So I read to you what the chemical composition of hydroxychloroquine was and what it did. I read what the virus or the um, vaccine's chemical compositions were and what they did, okay? And this new one that they're taking, that the Donald Trump, I'm guaranteeing you, I haven't read it, but I'll guarantee you it's the same chemical composition and the same thing. It boosts your immune system, and it has a, some sort of blocker, you know, like a beta blocker. It has a blocker, but a beta blocker is for your blood. It has a, it has a blocker that doesn't allow the, the virus to enter your cells and, um, and, and multiply. So that gives your body a break because it's not multiplying in your system, and then it gives your immune system a boost. And when your immune system has a boost, that's why Donald Trump felt like a, he felt like he was Superman the next day, because his immune system had boosted, had been boosted to the point where he had all kinds of energy. And the immune system can then kill the virus that's in your body because it's not now multiplying too fast for it. So it slows down the, how fast it multiplies, if not stops it, and then boost your immune system. Your immune system attacks the, the virus and kills it off. That is essentially as layman terms as I can possibly get it. Okay? So we already have those things, right? Yeah, the Pfizer. Um, I'm reading what Peter was written here. He was talking before. What did he say? He said, uh, oh, Ray, I'm, I'm locked up chubby. That's right. You are, huh? You got to send me some pictures. Um, 
<laughs> so she said, I'm knocked up, chubby. Um, uh, gastro, gastro, uh, what is that? Oh, gestational. Sorry, gestational diabetic, right? Uh, among a few other small things. So she's got autoimmune problems now. She's immune compromised. And being pregnant also is, is compromises the immunity. Okay, so she says, I take natural essential oil supplements. So do I. Um, extremely strong vitamin C. Again, same thing. I don't take the wolfberry, but I was. I just I just had my sister start taking it. Um, uh, she she went and got it. But I'm thinking about getting it again. Wolfberries are great, great uh, for the immune system. And, and, and your longevity helps you uh, age slower. Right. Um, and then she's taking a bunch of, of vitamins, multivitamins, stuff and prenatal stuff to uh, boost all of her uh, um, stuff. And and so she said, you know, she's totally unafraid. Agreed. Zinc is another one that, you know, a lot of zinc, a lot of um, D3, vitamin D3. Everybody's afraid of that because they say, well, the chemical in that is rat poison. Well, it is only because the rat is is um, is susceptible to it. We're not. So it's not actually a poison to humans. Vitamin D3 is not a poison to humans. It's only a poison to rats because that chemical kills them, but it's inert for us. It doesn't doesn't harm us. So it's not like you're eating rat poison, right? I mean, I mean, you are, but you're not. Only the rats are affected by that D3 to kill them. Like you eat salt, but if you pour salt on a slug, it kills it, right? The acid of the salt literally disintegrates the slug to, to goo, okay? But we can take acid, you know, that same acid. If you throw it in your eye... You know, it hits your eye membrane. Yeah, it's going to hurt because it's an acid. But you're not, but it's not going to kill you. If you eat too much salt, it will because you'll, you'll stroke out. <laughs> right? But but it, it doesn't kill you, but it does kill a slug or a snail. Okay, so. Yeah, and zinc in, zinc in, is in water. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I take a zinc supplement as well on top of that. And I, and I also take D3 and I take vitamin C, a shit ton of that. Um, I take other other stuff too. So to you know keep the immune system boosted, you have to you have to do that. I even take the um, you know the uh, uh, what should we call it um, fish oils that helps helps with the body helps keep your immune system going keeps your joints working right because I have arthritis as well. Okay, so all of this has to do with what what has to do with what's going on, guys. The history of our planet when you look at it and see the real history that's been uncovered. Then you understand what this is going on. This is something that's been going on on this planet for who knows how long, 100,000 years. Okay. So we're constantly fighting against this evil cabal that's trying to take control. And right now they've lost control of, like, the United States and most of the world right now. And they're fighting to get it back really fucking hard. So when I was talking to a, a friend of mine, she said, my God, this is all crazy. I said, it's going to get crazier between now and the election. It's going to get downright insane. And then some of the stuff that, that she got in the last 24 hours, she was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I told you, hold on to your hats, people. This is the tip of the iceberg, okay? It's going to get even crazier in the next five days. And they're planning. You know, I talked about this before. They're planning on no matter what happens, they're not going to accept the election. And so they're already planning on screwing the election up because they want to make it not no one know who the real president is all the way out until January when they're supposed to call it. And then it goes to Nancy Pelosi and she can just say, oh, well, I'm saying that it's Joe Biden. Right. And then if the people sue on that, then what happens is it goes to the representatives of the states 
So she's already knows that that's the case, and she's been telling her party, yeah, vote. She's been telling her party for the last you know um, year or so to make sure they have more delegates turned over and, and that uh, for each state because the amount of delegates that the states have, whichever party has the most, gets appointed by Nancy Pelosi. So if she can say, well, California obviously has more uh, Democrats than Republicans, because what happens is if if she says that it's Joe Biden and the Republicans sue and it goes to court, which it'll go to. This is why they didn't want this woman to be put in court, guys. This is the truth of that, because she's a fair judge, not that she's loyal to Donald Trump, because she's a fair judge and she goes by the constitutional by the Constitution. She's a constitutionalist. That means the letter of the law, the way it was written by our founders and what they meant it to believe. Because of, when it goes down to it, the Speaker of the House then takes over as the, as the impromptu president and declares a president, and she could just say Joe Biden. Well, once she does that, she's going to be sued by the other side and all of America that voted for Donald Trump, saying that she's doing that because it's in her party line and it's going to go to court when it gets to the Supreme Court the Supreme Court right now is a conservative Supreme Court, and two of the people on the court are constitutionalists. Do you understand? So they're going to be the letter of the law, and they're going to go, no, Nancy Pelosi, because she's Democrat, has to recuse herself. We need an independent here. So, no, we can't do that because there's nobody going to be unpartial. So it falls to a proceedings that every state gets one delegate, one vote. Okay, and the majority of that is the party that gets the win. So she has instructed the Democrats to make sure that they have more party delegates in every state so that they can pack that court. So that when it comes down to that, she says, well, I got to appoint the Democrats for California and the Democrats for Arizona and the Democrats for Nevada and the Democrats for Colorado, and the Democrats, because they have more Democrats representing the people than Republicans, and therefore the Democrats can say Joe Biden. That's the plan. That's the contingency plan to the contingency plan to the contingency plan. Keep the election fucked up. Get it into the court so you can say that's a lie. We don't believe it because the court was packed by the president. They've already started telling you that. They've already said that in, about the Justice Department, trying to discredit the Justice Department. Those are law, Donald Trump's personal lawyers. They've heard this has been a plan the whole time. Plans within plans within plans within plans. All of this goes away if Donald Trump wins outright. Also, all of this goes away if this Hunter Biden stuff connects to Joe. Okay? Then he can't be the president because he's going to go to jail for sedition. Treason and sedition. So is Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and his, uh, what's her name, the sister, I don't know her name. And other people that have been implicated, Mike Bloomberg, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. So they can't have that happen. So what they'll have to do is they'll have to cut bait. So you'll see them all starting to turn on each other if it becomes that much in the limelight. They hope to get the presidency. Then they fire everybody in the cabinet that's loyal to Donald Trump. They squash all the investigations. They say they're a conspiracy theory. We're not going to investigate them. We're done. It's over. And oh, by the way, we're raising your taxes as of now. Now we're going to pack the court first 
so that we can ramrod anything that we want through it. This is no joke, guys. This is what's going to happen. Then they're going to say we want to do away with a silly election the way it's done with this silly uh, um, delegates. Popular vote runs things. Then it's going to get sued for by the Republicans and, and anybody else in the country that knows what's going on, that you have the Electoral College. They're going to do away with it. But when it gets to the Supreme Court, they've already packed it. Now it's all partisan, party-line Democrats. And, of course, they're going to go, no, sorry, that's the end of it. And then the Democratic Party will be voted in every single office for the rest of time until enough people change and become another party and vote them out. And then they're going to enact <clears throat> the new Constitution of the United States of America, which I have a copy of that was drafted in this state of California at the tone of $40 million by the Democratic Party. Got it from a CIA whistleblower. You can, too. It's in his book, On a Pale Horse. Look that up. They've already drafted the Constitution that they're going to put in place. It takes away all your guns. They, only they can have guns. And you have to turn them in, and they're going to stormtroop in your house. Because at this point, they don't care about killing all of 100 million people who fight back. They won't care. Because they own everything. They're in control now. You can't do anything. They're going to come and lock you up. Take away your guns. This is in the works. This is planned for. And then there's all kinds of other stuff that's even crazier than this that I don't want to talk about. Because this sounds insane enough to some of you out there thinking I'm, I've lost my fucking mind. But if you knew what I know inside of my head, and I told you this other stuff I know about, even some of you who think I'm okay right now would go, okay, dude, you've gone around the bend. All right? So I'm not going to talk about that stuff. And let's hope that it doesn't happen. So, like Ray said, vote. Yeah, that's what I say, Ray. That I will, I'll be dead. I'll fight for that. Ray said, try to take our guns. Go for it. I'm, a, I'm a, a National Rifle Association member, and I believe wholeheartedly that the only way you're going to get my gun is to pry it out of my cold, dead hand. Right? I know, Julia. You and I have talked. <laughs> she says, I'm there, too. Not crazy. Julia knows a lot. <laughs> and you know a lot of the craziness. And so does Ray, and so does Peter, right? As I, I, we talked, I mean, they're, they're in the coalition that I'm in. We know a lot more than we talk about. Okay, so the truth is, all of this, if everybody votes for, for Donald Trump, and I know some of you out there just hate his guts, that's because they told you to a long time ago. Is he a nice person? Yeah, he is actually a nice person, but he plays a dick on TV. Okay, if you guys ever watch WWE wrestling and you saw Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon is one of the nicest human beings on the face of the earth. He plays a dick on television when, he, when they don't have what they call a heel. They call the bad guys heels, okay? When there's no heel or not enough of them, Vince McMahon comes off, out of his office and plays the heel. He plays the dick. And he comes down, and he's just, you're fired, and firing everybody up, and you're going to have to fight ten people, and all this evil shit, right? And he comes out swaggering, like, you know, if you look at, um, if you're into MMA and you saw uh, – um, What's his name from Ireland over there? I can't think of his name. Uh, Conor McGregor. The way he walked. He, that was an exaggerated, my dick is swinging in front of me walk. Okay? He did that on purpose. He didn't do that because he was cocky and that's the way he walks. He did that because that was the persona he was playing because he was playing the dick. Now, what they do in real life is real fighting. But he was being the dick. In fact, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Uriah Faber, who uh, has a fight club, you know, like five miles from my house up here 
you know, in, in Sacramento called Alpha Male. When they were coaches together, they were all constantly at each other's throat. But Uriah Faber said, when the cameras aren't on and we're like in the elevator, Connor's quiet. <laughs> he doesn't say anything and he's real nice. The cameras come on and he starts talking shit like, you know, like The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, another person. He's one of the greatest people on the face of the earth. But when he's playing that character, it doesn't matter what you think. Jabroni, right? He plays that character because that's the character, his persona of his character. Donald Trump plays that in public, okay? And and if you've ever met him, you know that he's not like that in, pub, in, in private. Totally the opposite. But when he's out there in public, he's the, I'm the ruthless New Yorker. I'm going to kick your ass in your face and piss you off by saying shit you don't, don't, no one ever says. Tweet crazy shit and laugh about it, okay? He does that. Because that's the platform he has. He's even said that to people. I use the social media because no one will put me on the news. He says that even at his rallies. If you don't watch them, you don't know that. He says that all the time. I have to do this because nobody nobody will put me on the air. And when they do, they attack me. Okay, I watched the, the 60 Minutes uh, video. I recorded it, and I watched it. And when Donald Trump was on there, they were like, all right, we're going to give you hard questions. And they were firing every hard question at him they could possibly fire at him. And then when Joe Biden comes on, they're like totally treating him like he's Grandpa Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? What's your best flavor ice cream, Joe? Really? What do you think you're going to do, you know, when you get elected? Are you, how are you going to handle this virus? Oh, really? Oh, good call. Yeah. That's not the way that they were talking to Donald Trump. That's not the questions they were asking Donald Trump. Right? What do you think about this conspiracy theory that's been debunked that the president claims that your son had some doings, illegal doings with China? So when you ask a question like that, that's a softball question. He's going to go, yo, no, it's just like you said. It's a conspiracy theory and it's debunked. Next question. Okay, but like when the reporter went to Jim Biden's house and said, Mr. Biden, are you Jim Biden? Hey, listen, what do you want to have? Uh, I was asking, you know, do you, do you have any comments about wanting uh, to introduce Tony B to the to your brother? And the guy turns around and goes, what are you talking about? And then she says, are, are you Jim Biden? I just I'm trying to get your opinion on this. Do you have anything to say about that? He's like, I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone. Because she asked him a hard question. Hey, how come you wanted to get Tony B to meet your brother, you and your nephew? set up a meeting with Tony B to meet Joe. That got his attention, man. He was walking away, and he stopped and turned around and said, what are you talking about? Came three, four, five steps back towards her. When she asked again, he hand-waving at her. I don't want to talk to you. I wish you people just leave me alone. Okay? Tough question. Not, hey, do you want to make a comment about this this, uh, allegations that are obviously debunked Russian uh, misinformation that the Trump people are talking about? He's going to stop and go, oh, you're my friend. You're giving me my cue to defend my family. You're on my side. Oh, yes, that's totally, I can't believe it, outrageous, blah, 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 da, 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 da. yep, 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 and then, uh, you know, talking point, talking point, talking point, back in the house. But when you ask the question like an adversary, he's like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm not talking to you. Nothing to say to you. Right? Yeah, uh, you know, Ray's saying that Trump has done amazing um uh, work with charities and, and uh, you know, the, the people don't know 
I was talking to my ex-wife, and she only watches like CNN, uh, and the View, or not the View, the yeah, the View. So she watches like you know ABC and and that. And I said, well, you know, you don't know what Donald Trump has done. Obviously, I'm like, we have the lowest unemployment rate in the history of the planet, in the history of the, our country. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you don't know that? There are more jobs than there are people to fill the jobs now. There's jobs out there with nobody unemployed who wants to work. More people are working than any time in the history of our country. And they're making more money than any other time. What are you talking about? I'm like, what? you don't you don't know. The economy is at the greatest. We're making more money as a nation than we ever have before. For the first time in history of our government, of this country, we're energy self-sufficient. She's like, what, what are you saying? That's not true. And I'm like, well, yes, it is. How do you know that? I'm like, because I pay attention. Look it up. Right? The stock market is at a high, higher than it's ever been in the history of the world. Not right this second because it had a, a crashing low, and you know, right on cue, right, when the coronavirus was ramping up, <laughs> right? Quote, unquote, air quotes. Okay. So... I'm trying to figure out what Peter's saying. Again, he's talking to his to his phone or talking to the machine who's typing that for him. And it, it sometimes he's got an Irish accent, so sometimes it doesn't say what he says. He says, the typecast presenters TVV type. Oh, I think he's talking about the, the coronavirus. We walk the talk, or we walk the walk, and we, we talk the talk. The bullshit is in the, the slow heads to talk if they know what they mean or what I mean, um, come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Oh, right, that's that's the quote from from um, from that movie with uh, Rowdy Piper, right? I come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, or kick ass and chew bubble gum. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so what he's what he's trying to say, and it, that's his computer when he's talking to it and it's messing up. What he's trying to say is that that some of these people can't, you know, they can walk the walk, but they can't talk the talk, or they talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. The difference is that we're able to do that, and and we're we're going to be kicking some ass. And that's what we are doing, and we're, we're we're getting the word out for you guys, so that you guys can know that some of us are actually here and paying attention, and and we know what's really going on, and we're trying to get that information to you, out there in the world. Even though we sound kind of crazy at times, people go, dude, when you're talking, you're all over the place. No, 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 no. I'm all over the place because you don't understand the references that I'm saying. If you looked up what I tell you to look up. Then go back and listen to me talk. Then you're going to go, oh, whoa, I fucking get it. He's not talking in weird things. He's talking in parables, and he's actually telling stuff. You see, I just said the other day, when I get last week, if I start to sound like Q is typing, there's a reason for it. These people have algorithms that are waiting for people to say certain things. So I'm telling you what sounds on the surface like something that doesn't pertain but if you pay attention to what I'm saying, just like with what Peter just typed, I had to decipher what he was saying, right? So I do that for a good reason, right? Okay? We're like Ray said, we're kind of all over the place. Uh, all of us are, but with good reason. We have to be to get around the, the sensors, okay? <clears throat> so sometimes I sound like I'm not making any sense or it doesn't pertain to the topic that I'm talking about. But if you look at everything as a whole, I'm giving you the secrets here. Sometimes you have to rewind, just like the way with, with Q, okay? Sometimes you have to take what Q says and look some things up to understand why Q said what Q said. Why is the reference there? 
That's how you have to decipher Q. And I speak the same way, only I speak faster and I say more. Q drops as short and sweet to the point as possible because Q wants to keep everything that they do within a one paragraph. And you have to do some work to understand that. So like when Nostradamus did the same thing, you have to you have to find out what he meant by going and looking at the history and figuring that out. They did that with the Bible too. A lot of people don't know that. If you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the Bible, it's four different parables and four different perspectives of the same story. And each one of those tells the story slightly different, but it's done at a time. And it's done to point at things. One of them, I don't remember which one it was, one of them, either John or, or Matthew, was actually also done in the time of Nero. And it was trying to show and warn people about Nero just as much as it was trying to talk about Jesus. And there was parables and in lines within lines and words and phrases that it was esoteric. And if you understood it, you understood what was happening in, in, the, in Rome at the time. Okay, and that is, Jesus did the same thing. So, unfortunately, so did um, Da Vinci. Unfortunately, those of us on this side of things have to censor ourselves and say things in a way that you have to pay attention to and you have to be willing to look for what we say and what's in what we say that pertains to what we're talking about. And then sometimes we can just say those things. Okay, so we, we sound, sometimes we sound a little scatterbrained. Sometimes we sound like Q and we sound like Da Vinci and we sound like, um, you know, Nostradamus because we have to do that. Because if we came right out and spelled it out, you would either think we're absolutely insane and the cabal would know exactly how much we know. And they would just come kill us. Okay. And they weaponized that stuff. I have a, a video of a guy who was an investigative reporter who went undercover and got information on Planned Parenthood that showed, proved, that they were selling body parts all over the world from fetuses. And when he started reporting on that, Planned Parenthood, who was a very large donor here in California to the then... Um, person who was in charge of the justice system in California, I forgot what that position is called, went to this person and said, we need this guy out of the way. So the state government of California sent the troops to his house, and that was Kamala Harris, by the way. She sent the troops to his house to confiscate all of his phones and computers to get all of the knowledge and information and dirt on them to destroy it and put him in jail for it. So she weaponized the state government and her position because of the money that she was being paid by Planned Parenthood. They told her, you need to do this, and she basically had to say, yes, sir, because she was trying to buy her way into the cabal, which she is in with now. 
That's why the plan is that she's going to be the first female president of the United States if Joe Biden gets into office. He's going to stroke out or something's going to happen. He's going to die. Or they're going to find him unfit because he has dementia, has Alzheimer's, and he'll have to step down, and she'll become the president. That's the plan from the beginning. That's why he's her running mate. And that's why her name appears larger on the backdrop than his does. Says Joe and Kamala, and Kamala is huge and Joe's small. Do you understand that? Right? That's why it's that way. That's why he keeps gaffing and saying the Harris-Biden ticket, not Biden-Harris. She's done it too. Right? It's a tell. Today he was speaking and he had his mask off, but he had sunglasses on. Talking about Joe Biden. People, even when they're lying, if you've taken psychology, people, even when they're lying, their face will in some way tell you that they're lying. And a lot of it has to do with the eyes and where the eyes are looking. Well, Joe has sunglasses on, not because he doesn't want you to see his eyes, but he doesn't want you to see his eyes because he's reading off of a teleprompter everything that he's saying. There isn't anything in there that's ad-libbed. Even the ad-libbed stuff that sounds like they're ad-libbed is not. Now, when Trump is talking, you can tell when he goes off script, right? It's obvious. He stops looking at the teleprompter and just starts talking into the cameras and looking at the crowd. Then, he'll, then he takes the tone, right? When he takes that tone, he starts reading the teleprompter again. He gets a little bit louder. And our plan is this and that. You know what I'm saying? He does that. And Joe Biden did this. But then when he goes, look, the guy's a lunatic. He's out of his mind. He's not reading that. He's saying that. Then he gets back on script. Okay. Yeah, the, the, yeah, Peter's talking about every bank account has a six in it. I had to explain that to someone, hence the 666. Yeah, on every barcode, uh, I don't know about over there, but over here in the United States, every barcode um, starts with the number six, and in the middle of the barcode is a six, and at the end of the barcode is a six. So everything that's scanned uh, as a product in the United States is uh, has the 666, and then the numbers in between tell you what that product is and how much it costs on your scanners. So, yes. <laughs> yes, Peter's right. Um, and that's done for a purpose, right? But, yeah, their, their body language gives it away, Julie, yes. Uh, and so if you can see them move, which if you look, most of the time they have it up close, so you don't get to see much body language, but you're right. Um, I love doing that, and I record that. Like today when he was talking, he said, um, talking about, um, you know, renewable energy's main jobs. And when he said jobs, he finishes the sentence and his jaw jetted out to his right for no apparent reason, like a tick. Okay? You couldn't see his eyes, and you they were close up on him, so you couldn't see his body language. It was just basically his face and shoulders, and every now and then his hands would come into the camera because he was talking with his hands. He's a really good orator, and he's been coached. <laughs> Thank you, Racist. I love you, Leo. The effort you make to share the reality of the unseen is amazing and difficult. I commend, I, I can, I commend you, my friend. Thank you. I love you, too. And thank you. So his jaw jets out to the right. What well, this a tell that he was lying. Gavin Newsom over here in, in uh, California, the governor uh, in California, when he talks, he's one of those people that, that rocks up on his toes. 
when he wants to accentuate a point. There's a lot of guys like that. Rudy Giuliani does that. Rudy Giuliani does it with his eyes. His eyes get big when he's when he's accentuating a point, right? And then his hands come up, you know, and he does the same thing. I watched this stuff because I took psychology, right? I was going to be a psychologist at one point. And then I realized that you really, really only deal with, like, insane people or crazy people or the bad parts of everybody's mind. The, you know, so the second highest suicide rate in America to cops is um, psychiatrists and psychologists. So I wasn't sure I wanted to go down that road, but I learned a lot. And then I decided I wanted to become a profiler for the FBI. And the, at that time, 25 years ago, 30 years ago now, um, they didn't like hiring people with tattoos. And I had, like, eight. So I only got so far, but I was studying to be a profiler. And all the movies and television shows that came out after that that had to do with profiling were all based on the, the uh, guy who taught all of us at Quantico. He was that real guy. He was the, the guy that <clears throat> the Red Dragon was made from, the, the, the Manhunter in the movie Manhunter, which was also based on the movie Red, uh, the book Red Dragon. The book was based on this character. Um, all of those movies, Silence of the Lambs, all of that was based on him. And he, he was actually that profiler, the best profiler in the history of the planet. And he taught um, profiling at, the, at Quantico for the FBI. Um, I've read all of his books, uh, uh, you know, seminars, the whole nines. And because of that and the psychology background, I'm really good at reading people, right? And really good at paying attention. I catch everything. When I watch a movie, I catch shit and people don't catch Movies when people are acting are different, but when you have people on stage like these, you know, presidents and and these people, they're acting as well. They're they're talking points. They have certain talking points that they say over and over, so you know that's blah 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 blah. But they also have body language that's going to tell you they're lying. So if you have to read that stuff, not just um, no, you know, you know, you're right. No, it's racist profiling is not really that uh, hard if you pay attention. It's not really. It's not if you if you pay attention. Nothing is really that hard, right? And I love you too, Peter. <laughs> I think he was more, more pointing that towards Ray than me, but he was putting up there hearts and I love you and love kisses and love love and life, right? Yeah, no, Peter's he's Peter. He was being cool, but I, I said, yeah, I love you too, Peter. He's my buddy. Okay, so <clears throat> so you got to pay attention to this stuff because he was lying about it. And Gavin Newsom up here, uh, he did the same thing when he was talking about people being locked down and were trying to uh, get people open. And when he says, you know, we don't, it's, it's all about jobs, then he has this tick that he can't control. His eyes jet up to the right, and his face makes a, um, makes a little quick snarl for a half, like literally a half second. This happens. It, it's like a tick. It's like he has a, a mental disorder, like somebody who has Tourette's. And when he's lying and he's trying to be convincing, this happens, and it happens really fast. So if you're not paying attention, you don't notice it. But see, I have DVR. So I go, what the fuck was that? Perp. Rewind. Oh, look at him lie right there. Okay. They have people that come on the news periodically where they have the news people. They'll be doing this. And I'm surprised they haven't. Because usually during an election season like this, they have, they have done this on all the news channels. But this cycle, no one has done this. Right? Which, which I guess they didn't want us in, in, you know, like the people over there go after Trump that way and go, look, he's lying there. Look, he's lying there. They just do. They just say that. That's a lie. That's a lie. Um, right? Because they're both lying. I, I do that all the time. I listen and they, you know, to Trump and he exaggerates everything, right? He does. He exaggerates. He's a New Yorker. So if, if his dick is six inches, he's going to tell you it's a foot and a half, right? Hi, Karen, you're back. Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's a snarl, right? Yeah, snarl means lying. Julie goes, ooh, snarl means lying. Yes. So he gets a snarl and his eyes jet up into the right for like a half second. And then he's back talking again. He, he just blinks and everything's normal again. He catches himself 
and, and writes himself, right? But he can't stop himself from doing it. And he does it all the time. Every time he says something, that one gets him. He can't control it. Otherwise, he's a really good speaker. He's been taught very well. Um, he's been taught what you're supposed to do and how to speak. And he, he rocks up on his toes whenever he wants you to be his friend. I'm your friend. I, I believe in the cause. Um, and so he does that a lot. I call him Twinkle Toes because he's on his toes so much. A lot of people do that. Some people are, you know, they're, they're arrogant, so they rock back and forth on their feet when they're talking to you. Those are the arrogant ones. They usually have their hands in their pockets, right, because they want you to see their dick or the hands in the pockets and the legs spread, and they're rocking back and forth. Those are the guys who are, they, they swing the pelvis. They're literally swinging their nuts at you. Um, yeah, profiling in a nutshell, this is Ray Rhodes saying this, profiling in a nutshell, people watching, recognizing similarities, right, Re, you know, recognizing connections and disconnections, recognizing behaviors. And see, now because of <clears throat> behaviors both healthy and unhealthy, I'll, I'll finish what she says and then I'll, I'll go into what I have to say. That way you know that there's a difference between, uh, you know, I'm quoting her now, what she said in her paragraph, I'll finish that. The understanding that intelligence does not mean go- a good person, correct? Um, recognizing intelligence can be used for evil and most of the time it is. Most of your um, uh, serial killers and rapists are fucking geniuses, no joke. Uh, and listening to messages that uh, aren't verbal, that's the most important thing. And habits. Yeah, that's where you get your modus operandi, right? That's your, uh, your MO, modus operandi. What the, and that's, that's what people do as a habit. Uh, and it, people who are really smart, most of your killer, serial killers are, are geniuses, and they believe that they can get away with it because they're so smart. They get away with it for a while, but they get so cocky and arrogant that they have to, you also have to realize that subconsciously they want to get caught subconsciously they don't know it but they want to get caught because even your ego wants you to fail do you understand so when you're too cocky your ego will then try to trip you up right so your subconscious mind is or your immortal soul understands how the universe works and there has to be a balance there can't be total chaos without something there you can't destroy all the documents. That's why they redact them. Why can't they just destroy all the documents, Leo? We've gone over this before. Because the universal laws don't allow them to. There's certain things they can destroy and certain things they can't destroy. Right? That's why you can get away with, like, destroying your freaking hard drives. But if you have actual uh, physical copies of paper, it becomes something different official in the people's minds. So they redact it when they could just fucking shred it. If people wanted something really hidden, why don't they just shred the shit and, and erase everything? It's gone. There is no proof. Yet there's always proof somewhere to be dug up. Why? Somebody finds it and steals it away and keeps it. Hence the Dead Sea Scrolls. Right? Hence the, the Gnostic Gospels. The Gospel of Marian, or, or of, of Mary. Somebody who is a good person steals it away and hides it. Hence... All of the history of our planet hidden by the Irish. Somebody who's good. Yes, Karen says your ego wants you to die and get a new avatar, actually, as well. It knows. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so, that the, so the ego will work against you, even against a serial killer, for you to fail. Right? That's what its job is to do, is to cause you doubt and failure. And like she said, ultimately lead you to your death so that you get a new body and start over. That's how it works. So I had to get a drink of my water. Okay. So that's why I've said before 
you know, like they, they try to make like Facebook a, another ego, the Internet another ego, your television, the news, another ego. The programming there is negative to keep you in the negative space, to try to get you into the negative uh, matrix, not the positive matrix. Do you understand? <clears throat> the cabal understands how this matrix works. Karen, you know this. We've talked about it. Ray, you know this. In fact, I think I'm speaking to the choir. I'm pretty sure everybody who's in here I've already spoken to personally about this. right? But those of you who are hearing this for the first time on the podcast or, or finding this on Facebook, and if you don't know this, the cabal understands that we drive the narrative here. We control the narrative in this matrix when we are collectively a whole. All of the decisions that we make make up the sum of what happens here in the rules, right? So, yeah, they want you to recycle because recycling gets rid of your memory. So, like me, now, Karen, Ray, Peter, Julie, everything that we know, now they don't want us to actually know. They want us to die somehow so that we recycle and we get mind wiped again and we don't know any of this anymore. We come, we're born, we're clean slate, we know nothing. That's why they've had the resets on this planet at different times. When you get enough people that know and are waking up and they lose control of the masses, they want to kill them all off. They even show you this in movies, like in, in uh, Stargate, the movie, the original one, where they talked about the rebellion on Earth, where they tried to kill everybody, and when they couldn't, they left the planet. And then when they came back and found out that Earth was still there and they all knew shit, he wanted to kill everybody from Earth, the, the supposed god. And the Earth people got to, uh, you know, went through the Stargate and came out at Abydos and infected the people with knowledge. That was the whole storyline of the Garden of Eden. The humans showed up from Earth, found Abydos, went to the people where writing was forbidden, so they couldn't learn language, they could, so they could speak, but they can't write anything, so they can't figure shit out, you can't do math, you can't do any of that stuff, right? So then you just, that, that one's the God, they're in charge of us, we do what they say. The humans show up and they're like, they, you know, they know those guys are nothing. They're nobodies. And the, these gods come down to stop them and they start shooting back and killing these people. They're like, wait a minute. These people have, they're like the gods. They have just as much power. Now, you know, the god who, who is ruling them was like, now I have to kill all these people because I have to kill everybody here and have them start over because now they, now they know I'm not truly a god. And then not only my technology is what makes me better than them. That was the whole thing. It was like the Garden of Eden. Here, eat this fruit. Now you have knowledge. Same storyline, different people's names being told in it. But it's esoteric. I see it. I get it. Right? So, yes, yeah, so the matrix is driven by the power of manifestation, and the power of manifestation is driven by us. Absolutely, Ray. Fear nothing, this is Ray again, fear nothing, you manifest your fear. That's right, fear nothing. You manifest your fear. That's why the famous quote, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Right? See no power of evil. That's right. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's a, that's a prayer. Why? That's there because to tell you. You greet them with the love and light of the infinite creator. They, they hate that worse than anything. They hate that worse than anything. That repels them. They try to get away from you, right? That cuts off, yeah, you cut off their power. You cut off their power supply. Recognize, this is Ray again, you cut off their power supply. Recognize when you fear and shut it down. So, yeah, so if you fear, manifest. So if you, if you fear them, that gives them power. If you stop fearing them, it takes their power away and gives you power. You have the upper hand now. That's what's happening on this planet right now. 
That's why I named my show Orion Rising. That's why I named my book Orion Rising. Okay? Because we as a humanity are waking up and we're starting to understand our place in the universe. And a lot of that comes from Orion. Most of the people that are here came here through Orion. Okay? At one point or another. But the coalition that I happen to belong to is from there. My soul was born on this planet here, but I'm not here for the first time. This isn't where I graduated the third. wasn't here. It was, I'm not indigenous to here. I was indigenous to someplace else, and I came. I heard the call for help. We heard the car call from help when we were over on Orion, in Orion's belt. Okay? And we put together a coalition to come here and volunteer to be born here. Okay? So we're born here, and we then woke up, found each other, and now we're we're assisting the other you know the other uh, coalitions here on the planet and off world to fight against the cabal and their coalitions. There's a large coalition of people from Orion as well that call themselves the Orion Crusaders. They are the evil people from Orion who came here to take over. These are the people who call themselves your creator gods. Okay. And there's other people that, that, are, that are here with us that have volunteered to do the same thing. And we're looking at like a, like a billion people now that have come through. Population of this planet has gone from 3 billion people just under 4 billion people to just under 8 billion people in, in 25 years, 30 years. Okay. Because all the souls are now here. And there's like a billion volunteers. That's why they can't just have a reset. They've tried. They can't have a reset here, so they can't kill us off anymore. They've tried to kill me. They've tried to kill most of the people in this chat. <laughs> Different times. Right? And Ray, in fact, even had Black Lives Matter try to get her fired. And Tifa went after her. Forgot about that. You thought I forgot about that, don't you? I didn't forget about that. Okay, so... That's the craziness that's going on. But we're waking up to the understanding that, and knowledge that they know and that they've kept for themselves. So now they don't drive the narrative as easily as they did before. Yeah, I was talking about you. That was when you had, remember, you had Black Lives Matter try to get you fired. That was when all everything started. When they were protesting, they called you racist, remember? Went and tried to get her fired from her job didn't last long and they they eventually went away it took them about a week and they were gone <laughs> she's like fuck you ain't happening so she's like the uh, the most unracist person that i know seriously yeah right yeah she says good luck cabal ray is solid yeah yeah they can't they can't do anything to her so that you know that and you have to understand that so they can't just murder you they want you to believe that you're that you're they're big and bad and scary, but they're not as big and bad as scary. When we enough of us are like, oh no, you don't have any power. You don't have so the only thing they have is their political control, and that's been taken from them. You guys need to understand that. That's why the plague. That's why this pandemic. Fear. That's what they what they have projected onto you. Fear. Right. Yeah, view them as clowns. Good one, right? Is, and Karen says, energy flows where attention goes. So if you're in fear, that is where your energy will be. They bank on this. Good quote. 
Good, good words, Karen. It's true. Okay, so, yeah, laugh at them, Ray says. That's the truth. And I tell people the same thing, like ghost hunters, you know, well, what if I come across something that's very evil? You, you're stronger than they are. And at the very, very least, you're their equal. <laughs> they can't kill you. They can only make you afraid of them, and that, and that gives them more power over you. Fear is the mind control. Fear is the little death. If you fear something, it controls you. In your dreams, nightmares are only what you fear, and then they control you. Me, being a little bit Native American, I went through that Native American shaman training. And the first thing they teach you is to control your dreams, especially the um, Native American, American Native Americans. Because if you can control your dreams, you can control your, your subconscious. If you can control that, you can control your ego. Because you recognize that your subconscious is being manipulated by your ego. Even in your dreams, when your mind's trying to figure things out, your ego's trying to, trying to make you fail. And then, if you have uh, assassins trying to do something to you, they'll disrupt your dreams. And they'll get into your dreams and do the same thing and, and aid your ego into making you have a bad experience, creating fear. Control of energy, Ray says. Control of energy and the understanding of it is the answer, absolutely. Yeah, right? Yeah, Julie says, laugh out loud, we're the Gandalf gang, right? You have no, no power here. No, and that's true, right? No, that is actually true. You know, it, honestly, that stance that he took that time when you shall not pass, right? He was the keeper of the light of Unun, right? No fear, use the light as a shield, and even the Belrog could not harm him because he greeted him with the love and the light of the infinite creator. Do you understand that? That was the subliminal message, the esoteric message in that scene. This Belrog who looked huge, wings, fire, Right? Tall, scary, little teeny six foot two Gandalf. And in fact, the, the actor is only like 5'10. But they made him seem taller because everybody else was shorter. Okay? So he takes a stance on the bridge. When he dropped his thought process and thought it was over, was when the Belrog caught him with his, with his tail, which was the whip. Or no, he actually had a whip in his hand. Caught him with the whip and, and drug him down. But that was supposed to happen because there was no more white wizard guardian of Middle Earth. Because the guardian had turned dark. So Gandalf, who was willing to sacrifice his life to save others in service to others, not in service to self, sacrificed his life and he was brought back, recycled and, and, and resurrected as Gandalf the White, because he had earned and the universe needed someone for that spot as the ultimate guardian of light. And Gandalf was next in line, and he sacrificed himself and was in total service to others to get the cause done, to defeat evil. Therefore, he became Gandalf the White, graduated to Gandalf the White. And then as time went on, got his memories. At first, he didn't, when he first appeared as Gandalf the White, when they said, Gan you know, Gandalf, uh, you know, and he was like, oh, yes, I was Gandalf the Grey. 
See, his, he, didn't, he didn't have full, his memory wasn't fully back yet. But then it was, not too long after that, and he knew exactly who he was prior and what he was trying to do. Do you see? That's the stuff that I get and I see that the, 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 because it's esoteric. It's not just as simple as people think. And it's not like me sitting around smoking pot and going, dude, do you, do you understand how that works, bruh? <laughs> right? But no, it, it kind of is that way. I used to do that when I was high, too. I used to sit there and go, dude, did you catch that? That's like the whole dichotomy between good and evil right there. But it was. It was meant to be that way subconsciously in your mind. The universe does that. We sometimes do that on purpose, and sometimes we don't do it on purpose, but it gets in there because the universe has to have it there for you to, to, to possibly see and understand. Sharon, Peter says, Sharon, uh, or, or Sauron, yeah, Sauron Day, right? Sauron Day, like uh, like Saturday, Saturn's Day. Sauron Day is to get rid of the evil and to bring uh, goodness back into your life, commonly known as, oh, you were saying, um, you were saying, um, um, whatchamacallit, you were trying to say, uh, um, oh, shit, I can't think of the name of it right now. Everybody wants to say Sam Hain, uh, but it's actually... Uh, Oh, Jesus, I'm drawing a blank. I was talking politics. Give me a second, I'm, and I can't think of the Gaelic word, bro, and, you, and it didn't come through on your on your type. It's um, Samhain. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Samhain, Peter is saying, Samhain Day is the day to get rid of evil and to bring goodness back into your life, commonly known as Halloween or All Hallows' Eve, right? It is to bring love back, happiness, uh, 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 right? And the, and the reason for all the trick-or-treating is okay traditionally you have the bone fires because it's a time of harvest right it comes at a time of harvest on the in most countries that are above the equator and so everybody would harvest all their food and, and then they would have a sacrifice uh and they would somebody would kill a, a cow and they would they would start bone fires that's where we get the word bonfire from and everybody would have a party and everybody would would eat heartily and and you know get their stuff all ready to go to to keep for the winter and all the gourds and stuff that are growing on the vines they can keep for a very long time before they go bad as long as they still have a stem because that stem still feeds them nutrients that's why if you look at most places the pumpkins have a big stem because that stem still has nutrients in it that'll keep that uh, pumpkin alive for 2 to 3 to 4 months so they would whack off the stem longer and it would keep them alive to preserve them and then they would put them in their root cellars and stuff that would preserves them we put them in the refrigerator okay so then the trick-or-treating with all the kids dressing up as ghouls and goblins and ghosts they would do that because on halloween on Samhain, the veil is thinner and you're trying to expel all the evils so you carve a jack-o-lantern and you put it in your window and you get scary things so that this real scary ghouls and ghosts and evil thinks that your house is already occupied and it goes moves on and everybody does that everywhere. They're out trick-or-treating, going from house to house to house in hopes that all the evil will go, ah, shit, this place is already covered with evil. And then there, of course, is the rituals and the spell casting that they would also do that, that we don't talk about so much unless, you're, unless you have the, the background in the European uh, uh, ancient older religion, ancient religion, the one that dates, predates Jesus. Um, then you would know these things, the Celtic religion, you would know these things. So those things, the rituals we still do, but we don't commercialize them so much because people would call us heretics uh, and the Christians wouldn't celebrate Halloween. So we do keep some of that down. Uh, and, and guys, Samhain this year is on a full moon. 
a supermoon. Did you guys realize that? That doesn't happen very often. It's been a while. So we're on, we're on a full moon, a supermoon this year. Uh, we're we're uh, waxing right now, so Samhain's going to be um, full moon. Nice. I don't know when the apex is, uh, but I, it, yeah, I believe it's halfway between the day, Peter. So you guys will be in the evening, and we'll be in the morning, I think, when it's the when it's the apex. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't looked it up. But it is in that 24-hour cycle of, of Halloween. And then the <clears throat> then you have the Day of the Dead after that, or All Saints Day in the Catholic religion. Uh, they put that there uh, specifically because of Day of the Dead. And Day of the Dead was what the people in North America celebrated. Uh, and, you know, so did so did the, our people. That's why we had, um, you know, Samhain. And the next day you honored all of your ancestors uh, for all the people who had had perished. <clears throat> that becomes Day of the Dead. So they then. The, so that's when they made it All Saints Day. It was October 1st in the Catholic religion because they're trying to convert everybody. So, <clears throat> yeah, so that's that's Samhain. I usually talk about it. And I usually type it out and put it on my page, but I didn't this year. I've been too busy fighting this stuff. With it. We know we got the election coming up, and it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, Halloween's canceled this year uh, because of COVID-19, so no one's allowed to go trick-or-treating. They haven't said that over here, but they're encouraging people not to. They haven't said you can't do it, but they're encouraging, just like Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgiving's coming up in November, and they're trying to tell everybody not to have Thanksgiving. Because they don't want everybody to get the virus, right? Don't go see in your family because you might get sick and die, right? <clears throat> it's no different than any other time. In fact, now it's getting to the point where you have the same amount of chance of dying as you do from the regular flu. Uh, and we have these pharmaceuticals. You know, we have this stuff now. So by that time, it's not going to be so bad once they get this stuff ramped up. And that's why they're pissed off because Donald Trump says that. We're rounding the curve. It's going to go away. We have things to treat it now. The, the amount of people that are dying from it has gone way, way, way the fuck down, and that's pissing them off. So they're going to have to try and scare people. So that's why they're talking twindemic, where they're going to start showing you the numbers from the uh, flu cases. And, of course, they're going to trump those up and lie about it. And so he says it in public the other day, Donald Trump does. We're going to have to investigate why it is that, you know, people were getting paid for that. And Joe Biden goes bonkers on television. What is he, crazy? What are you talking about, man? What, it's actually true, Joe. You just don't know that, Joe, because you're too stupid and you're too old and you have Alzheimer's. I know that because I've looked it up and I've talked to people around the world and they said that they are hearing the same things. Whistleblowers from around the world are filming that. And it's been shown and banned and all over here. And now the big tech is banning everything that has anything to do with it and probably will ban this once it's done. But I'm, I'm, uh, I have it recorded and they won't be able to. <laughs> okay. And I'll repost it everywhere. So... You know, that's why I didn't name it what I did, and that's why I keep changing what I'm talking about and changing the tone of what I'm talking about. And there's a reason for that, guys. The more I mention certain things in the certain order, the more the more that program is going to find out. And, you know, we did this with the, when, you know, the IRA did this in our emails and on the phone, that we've known that the American government has had this technology since before anybody realized it, and they have algorithms that look for certain keywords and every time you say certain keywords in a certain amount of times saying keywords, you get bumped up higher, higher and higher until you get a red flag. And then they start watching you 24 hours a day to see if you're in, in some sort of terrorist or someone who's going to try and whack the president. Okay. That's how they do that. They monitor every fucking cell phone, every email, everything. And then they send out viruses pinging to see where it goes to that tries to get into your uh, email account and then send itself out to everybody on your list of people. That's why we had aliases and didn't have them linked to our other um, accounts. 
That's why they want you to log in on Facebook. You want to log in with Facebook? Log in with Facebook? Log in with Facebook? Because they track everything you do on every app that you log in on with Facebook. And then Google tracks you. I use DuckDuckGo now. Um, on this computer right now, I'm using the, M the uh, um, MSN uh, search engine, but I'm, I'm on my phone and my other on my laptops, I use DuckDuckGo. They actually uh, protect your account and stop people from tracking you and tell you who tried to track you uh, on their uh, server when you're trying to go from, you know, to a search engine. So, and they also tell you when you sign up, it's called DuckDuckGo, D-U-C-K, D-U-C-K-G-O. Go there to that search engine and make that your, uh, your default search engine, okay? It sometimes is a little slower, and, I, and I'm not sure if that's just my phone, um, but they're not as big as like Google, but Google tracks everything you fucking do and sells your information. So does Amazon. So does Facebook. DuckDuckGo blocks them from doing that, and it comes up in your browser. It'll have the first letter of each thing, and you can click on your browser, and it'll open up and tell you who they just was trying to track you and that they blocked that person, that, that company. Okay? And you would be surprised how many people... I told my sister about it. She's like, oh, my God, I'm changing everything over to this. I'm like, you, you need to. These people are not, they tell you that. We do not sell your information. We do not allow anyone to track you on our site. We guarantee this. And that is their pledge. So until they change that, until they become as big as these other guys and decide, well, now we need to make more money, they even stop the advertisements that come up on Facebook when you go into that search engine and go to Facebook through that search engine. You have less advertisements pop up on your Facebook page. My sister said she didn't have, have any on her on her telephone. There were no ads on Facebook. I haven't actually checked that to corroborate that, but that's what she said. So I use DuckDuckGo now. I don't use Google. I don't use Chrome. Uh, I don't use any of the other ones. I was using uh, like uh, Firefox, but they I think they sell your information too. I was using the, the Apple one. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. I was using that. Um, the Apple version, you can use that even on a PC. And right now I'm using the MSN uh, one from, from um, um, Microsoft. I'm using the Microsoft search engine right now, currently, on this computer. But I'm going to uh, get DuckDuckGo on this computer as well. So you have to use whatever whatever you have. Like if you have on a, on a cell phone in America and you're on Android, you have they put Google in there. You can't even, I don't think you can just, I don't think you can kill the app. I haven't tried yet. But I just went to Google, went to DuckDuckGo and said, make you my, my provider. And then, uh, you know, then I, I logged out of, of uh, Chrome, and the app is just sitting there on my phone, and if I can't delete it, then it tries to track my, my phone. So I can turn that off, and it'll still try to track your phone uh, and what you do, but when you go to DuckDuckGo, it blocks them from doing that. So they were currently, uh, like I had, YouTube was trying to, to, to get it, Google was trying to get what I was doing, and two internet advertising companies. We're trying to track what I was doing to advertise pointedly at me. That's probably Facebook's advertising companies. Okay? So I would advise all of you guys out there to start doing that. And vote number one for Donald Trump. That's right. Let's blow the Trump number, right? Everybody needs to vote for Donald Trump to get this stuff. If, it, if Donald Trump becomes the president of the United States, you're going to see a lot more people going to jail for pedophilia. Pedophilia rings are being taken down all across the planet. And people go, why is that the biggest thing? Because that's the money behind their power. Do you understand? 
that is their weakness. They have an affinity for young children because adrenochrome is best when harvested from people who are younger, not older. When you're older, they just want you to die and recycle. But when they want the drug, they want it out of children. Okay? So they want you to torture and rape and pillage children to see how, how, you, how, you know, how evil you really are. And then you continue doing it because that's an endorphin kick as in and of itself, just like um, killers, rapists and killers get, you know, they get off on it. You, you actually, there's an endorphin that is released into your body from killing people. And people tend to get to like that. That's why you have guys that go to war and become uh, mercenaries. You know, guys that are, that are uh, snipers, they get addicted to that. They'll tell you that. They talked about that in that movie. I can't think of his name. Uh, the, the, the guy who, was, who had gotten killed, he came back to the United States, and then another guy who had PTSD ended up killing him. Another soldier ended up killing him. They made the movie about it. He talked about that, that you get addicted to the, to the sound of the rifle knowing that that 50 caliber gunshot that goes off from that rifle is when you kill someone. So the high from doing that becomes associated with that rifle sound, right? Yeah, young flesh, Karen says. America is very important to other races because America has, the, the, has sacrificed the most flesh, absolutely. Okay, she's right, absolutely. So slavery never ended. It just overtly ended, and, and then it, it just went underground, and it's not just one race, it's everyone. The elites believe they own the planet and they own us. Okay? So they believe that we're their slaves to do with what, how they ever they want. They've always believed that. They believe that they're better than us. Then they treat us like cattle. They do whatever they want with us. We are fodder. We go to war because we tell you to. Die when we tell you to. Okay? That's, what that's how they look at us. You have to understand that. Me, you, everyone. They are not racist. They don't care what color you are unless they want to play with you. Then they like you because you're black or because you're Mexican or because you're Native American. Whatever their whim is for the day that they need sexually or whatever flesh they want to gnaw on. Okay? This is the stuff that you guys don't want to hear most of you out there in the world. This is the hideous stuff where you go, no fucking way. You guys are just nuts. No, well, actually, no, we're not. Otherwise, why are all these people going to jail for pedophilia? If I'm wrong, these people are going to jail for pedophilia, and you have these other people saying, I was a sex slave. If that girl in England is lying, why did the queen strip the prince of all of his princely everything. If she's lying, like everyone says, then why is it that she is not dead and he is no longer a prince? Right, in, in short terms, uh, or slaves to the, to, this is Peter. Peter said, slaves to the corporation of the cabal, corporation slaves to, to um, maintain birth certificate. Yeah, and that's the truth. We, you're a slave in, in everything, in everything that we do, you're a slave. When you're born, they issue you a birth certificate. 
your, that birth certificate has a number, you end up getting a, here in the United States, you get a social security number. In other countries, they have a form of the same, and some uh, might just use your birth certificate. And the number that's on that, and that is your slave certificate. You, that, you now are owned by that government that you're born under, and you owe them a debt of 65 to 68 years of service to them in some way. You get a job, and you and you you go to work. You trade your physical labor as a slave to someone for a promissory note, or these days just a, a credit in a bank. Right. That way, you can pay that to someone else to live. You got to pay someone to have a place to live. You got to pay someone else to get all the furniture in that place. You got to pay someone to move it. You got to go pay to get food. You got to pay someone to cook your food, or you got to pay to to have the, the the stuff to cook your food. Do you understand? Nothing is free unless you're farming it yourself and you're self-sufficient. And they don't want you to do that. They're trying to keep you from doing that by making it illegal. You can only grow a certain amount of stuff. You can't have any livestock in cities anymore. And they've gotten rid of the country. Right. You pretty much they they zone everything so that it's all city. So you can't have a farm or a farmstead or a plantation. No, no, no. No, because we don't want you being self-sufficient living off the grid. Because we can't get some of that. We can't tax you on everything. Do you understand? So they want you not buying anything. They want you renting it or borrowing it, leasing it. They don't want you planting food. They want you being dependent and central, centralized. You're dependent on a grocery store, and you're dependent on the bank. So that if they need to take control of you, they just close the grocery store and the bank. Seize your account and don't let you get food. Then what? Then you're done. They want to do away with the cash. That'll be the other thing that they'll do in the next 10 or 15 years. Get rid of cash. They're trying to do that with the coronavirus. No cash. We have a shortage of coins. No, they don't. There's no shortage of coins. They're not got, getting any because they don't want. we don't want to touch the coins because we don't want to get the coronavirus. Therefore, no cash. Right? They want to get rid of that altogether, and they want you to have your chip. Right? They want you to have your plastic with your chip. And eventually, they're going to go, well, we need to get rid of that to save the plastic. So how about we just implant the chip? In you, and that goes back to the Bible with the 666. Peter was alluding to that earlier. Well, we'll just put the chip in your forehead or on your right hand. That's actually told in the Bible. So we can take the scanner. We've got to scan you anyway to see if you have a, a fever. We can also scan your, your chip at the same time. You walk in the door, because they're trying to get rid of all the employees. You can walk in the door, and the cameras can take a picture of your chip in your hand. Right? They're already doing that. Now they charge you. You scan it with your app right now. Eventually they'll do away with that and they'll have the chip in you. Okay? That's the plan. You walk into a store. You go shopping. You pick everything up. There's no one there but cameras watching you. And they just go bubbling when you walk through the, the chip. They charge your account. And the chip that you have starts with six, has a six in the middle, and ends with six. Six, three score, and six. And you'll have it in your right hand or your forehead. That's in the Bible that was written 2,000 years ago. Foretold. Oh, today's Muhammad's birthday, by the way. Those of you who are out there, it's happy birthday, Muhammad. I don't know how old he is, but I know that it is his birthday. So those of you who are hearing this late, this is, this is Thursday, October 29th, 2020. 
this is uh, Muhammad's birthday. So, Aul Akbar, Muhammad, happy birthday. Merry Christmas. No, wait, that's Jesus' birthday. <laughs> Jesus' birthday was somewhere in September last I heard, or what I've forgotten. Okay, guys, I've been on here now for a long time. I came on here at 3.30, and I've been on here for way too long. So I'm going to call it. But if you if you made it this far and you're still not quite sure what I was rambling about, go back to the beginning, read some of the stuff that people were saying in the chat, and listen along with what I was saying at the same time, and you things will unfold for you. And if they don't, you're not ready to know them yet, so don't fear, don't get mad. It's okay. But for most of you, you're going to start seeing and hearing that, and some of you are going to think we're nuts. And you're going to think I'm nuts, and you probably turn me off. That just means that you're not ready, and I'm not talking to you. You're not the person that I'm trying to, to get this across to. Those who have the ability to understand everything will understand the things that we were talking about today. All right, guys. Namaste. I love you guys all. Thank you for being here. Share this out with your friends, and I'm going to repost it on YouTube and get it on the MP3 podcast ASAP. Have a great night. Or day, depending on where you are in the world, right? Morning. So good morning, good evening, or good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good morrow. Depending on where you are in the world tuning into the show. You're welcome, Julie. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Karen. Right? Thank you, Ray. Anybody else that I missed that didn't type in the chat, thank you for being here. <laughs> Namaste.